0: another Wrestle Curious podcast hosted by myself, Joe Holbert, Manny the Hooper and Charlie, the usual cast. Uh today we are going to be reviewing AEW Dynamite Blood and Guts, very special time of year, you know, and it was a very uh it was chaos, wasn't it? You know, it was uh We got a lot to get into in that match and of course the show itself and uh, a few other little things that have been floating around, you know, the you know discourse, whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh well Whatever questions you want to send us as well, you know, but we're going to be here talking wrestling for the next hour and a half, two hours, however long it goes. Um, first things first, please like, subscribe, super chat if you general, always appreciated and turn on the post notifications, hope everyone's doing good, something with my fellow co host. Manny the Hooper, you enjoyed Blood and Guts, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that mellow of a reaction after the watch-along shift that you put in last night, you know. <laughs> He was jumping up and down, he was making, You were squealing and screaming, you know, it was, it was a lot, you know, and now he's just, you know, a little deflated, man. Well,
1: to be fair, I forgot half the match, so I mean, it was a long match. It's it okay, you
2: ain't, you know, like, we ain't gonna reenact it tonight, you'll be
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good, man. Halber, uh, how are you doing on, man?
2: i feel like shit to be honest <laughs> I, feel like I keep trading wins and losses with this with this flu that's made up most of my july um I'm, I'm here nonetheless as a professional you know because i know that manny's one of the four people on this show so i had to be here we'll be honest um Cause. so I'll, 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 I'll try my best here this evening i apologize in advance for any uh, unnecessary you know kind of sniffles or coughs i'm gonna try and mute accordingly but uh I'm here. That's all I got, folks. I'm here. Don't worry. Dave had yeah. a
1: call for a year. Yeah. You
2: know, <laughs> really. That's why. That's why I told myself. I looked in the mirror. I was like, Dave's, Dave would have done it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> 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 would You'll be Dave good,
0: man. Just uh, throw some dirt on it, you know. All I... right. Uh, Charlie, I hope you're good. Because uh, our other co-hosts here, you know. We might be fucked tonight, you know. Yeah, I'm pumped.
3: <laughs> I loved Blood and Guts. This is like it was like one of the big moments I was waiting for with AEW Kota Ibushi was finally here, so I'm doing great. It was great for me. Oh no. Watch no. along was a lot of fun. And I apologize to anyone that I was like screaming in the ears of because there were some moments in that match.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Such as you were just shamelessly hoping for fire, you know. <laughs> Hoping for tables, <laughs> hoping for fire. I didn't care about tables, but I was into fire. the fire.
3: I was into the fire, hmm.
0: but alas, we didn't care. Yeah, it. Uh, look, live chat's already getting now. started on Buddy Matthews, Joe Hall, but <laughs> it's—he's uh, on it. He's on quite the journey, isn't it? He's oh, wrestling. wrestling
2: on collision this week.
0: He's wrestling something else yes. right now, you know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Recently, I, I, I could easily, you know me, I, I don't give a shit about these things. You know, pops me, but I don't give a shit. But right, when, cha- when I see the chat, just, you know, it's all this. Oh, no, yeah. The, the need to, you know. You know, hear he, Manny's opinion about. on Buddy Matthews <laughs> and how he's feeling right now.
1: Bro, when he tweeted at that clip on Tuesday, and I said, man, that's a happy couple. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. There's no, way, there's, no way, there's no way you can fake that kind of happiness. You see the way Rio was looking at him? I was like, I wish him the best. And then same thing with Buddy, man. I hope you, uh, you know, find love and lore. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this you announcing that it's over, you know?
1: It's over for him, bro. <laughs> that, vi- that, that video was a nail in the coffin. Well, i mean uh, he might like that so i mean i don't i don't know
0: i don't know man uh charlie you're the only female on the panel you know yep buddy matthews you know what's <laughs> what's, what's what's he got to do here you know what's
3: <laughs> i mean i don't know how much he can do other than go back to wwe at this point but the damage is done man that rear clip was crazy <laughs> Like, she oh, did man. not hesitate. She just she just came out and said it, and it's like, yeah, it's in character, but people are going to run with that. I hope Buddy Matthews has a good match on Saturday. He deserves it.
1: There was a sparkle in her eye.
3: was <laughs> something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, you see Buddy, like, when, he, like, when he reacts to any of it, sometimes he'll play along, and mm-hmm. then sometimes he'll seem like a little bit triggered, and it's like, whew. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you but should, yeah, Brett,
2: really, just one or the other. You know, you yeah, never Brett. respond to it or go all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go man. Too I'll You
0: yeah. should, you uh, should go absolutely along with it. You know, he's too deep in now. You know, start. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, he's got himself into. Uh, what you said, Joe? You've got to just say nothing or go all in. You know, yeah. you can't you can't deeply tell me because this is how you end up just becoming you know, the topic on Twitter for the day,
1: you know? I know, he's, I know he's getting it in the locker room, bro. there's no way that the guys aren't giving it to him in the locker room the time they see him. <laughs> I've been in enough locker rooms to know, bro. Like these guys. are just not Come so... on. Right. <laughs> That was
2: despicable. Hooper. That was not <laughs> necessary. It's Also it's not the way material. I thought you
3: were going with that statement, but
2: yeah, I mean, that's an issue also. There's enough material about you to spread <laughs> out
3: claims like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Decorated athlete, many of uh,
0: You know, it's, I'm sure he's enjoying Twitter tonight, you know. Hey, um, man, anyway, rearing and Dom are having all the fun in the world of it, you know, seeing all the tweets and making people doing more tweets, you know. They love it. Yeah. The Rover, the successful, the popping numbers in NXT, you know. <laughs> it's real music, Joe, you know a real throwback, you know. reading was very funny. That was very good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, hope uh, hope Buddy finds a way to um, I don't know, I don't know, you know. Get I'm, people sure to ha- I'm sure things. they're happy, but you it can, can't be fun, like fucking just yeah. being dunked on relentlessly. You know, it's uh.
2: He may not have logged in. To be fair. Yeah.
0: No, they all do now. That's, that's the problem. Exactly. That's the problem, Joe. They all do now, bro. It's what you want, you know.
1: If he wasn't logged in, bro, somebody, a lot of people must have blown up his phone with the text messages and all that, bro. Like,
4: mm. He's
1: checking in on them.
0: Thing is, though, look, if they actually split up for like normal reasons, you know. Um, not outside, obviously outside of dumb, like, you know, what Twitter would do with it, you know, like, is, these are the situations that people get into, you know, um, it's but kind of like,
1: yeah. It's kind of funny when she broke up with him, like, oh, you're a six-man tag champion, you know, I'm, I'm a world champion, you know, we just, you know, there's, there's different tiers to this, you know.
3: <laughs> Levels to the game.
1: Hey, man,
0: I don't know what to tell you. Um yeah that's what that's what that's what uh that's what's been going on on twitter today over the past couple of hours um mm-hmm. yeah man shout out real Ripper. um <laughs> <laughs> what's been going on on twitter today people have been getting very angry about dark order shorts haven't they charlie yeah it's um you know i have feelings about it what are your feelings about it charlie tell the people
3: dread i don't want that match at all in so um I'm like, hmm, please stop trying to make this a thing right now, or do it in two weeks and then let the Hunbox move on to other stuff. I don't know. I just, as much as they're gonna do the match again and whatever, I just don't want it right here.
0: I feel like it's pretty fair to say that, like, at least with a, I won't say them, I won't even say the majority, but a very large percentage of the AEW fan base are kind of fearing that this is a possibility for mm-hmm. all in the Dark Order versus Hangman and the Young book. You know, uh, Joe, Just, I was told that you would, um, you'd be quite happy about this,
2: Was you? Huh. Yeah. Check your sources, mate. I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't said I'm that to anyone, that. not even in jest. I, I mean, uh, it feels like it's very feasible at this point, right? Unfortunately, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it goes without saying that if it does happen, it won't be because, like. The Bucks are being cornered in the matter. They they seem to love working with those guys. So
3: Yeah.
2: It's Maybe they'll say Well, yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, Charlie is pretty unfortunate. You know? I mean, it's not. I already, deal. Read
3: it. I already buried the Dark Order on the live stream last just... night. Anything I say now, it's just somebody said it before.
2: I just feel like there's there's got to be bigger thi- I mean, it's, it's got to be a here, way. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like, there's a lot of bigger things. When they announced Wembley, if I have come mm. on this show and said, here's my plan, guys. What if mm-hmm. the Hung Bucks work the Dark Order? Charlie may have legitimately punched her webcam, like, directly. <laughs> the... He's like, yeah, kind of telling in some way. But we wouldn't maybe, be able maybe, to be like, at a show
4: together.
2: <laughs> would have been ugly. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's
1: just, I don't know. Listen, actually, you know this, is when F- this is when FTR and, you know, the Bucks make magic. You know, they made a Venner a uh, thousand, a hundred thousand, you know, for people arena, you know, But
2: it should it should absolutely be FTR versus the young bucks. Like it's very obvious.
3: Yeah.
1: As a main event.
2: Like, I know Aussie like, Open sure.
3: yeah. and that's probably gonna be the all in match, which like don't get me wrong, it's also a great match yeah. to do it all in with FTR. But the Bucks, man, you can't you can't have them against the Dark Order. I'm sorry. Like we're not in PWG anymore. It's it's <laughs> it's I- still what I- it is, man. <laughs>
2: Aussie Open are awesome, but mm-hmm. they would be much better. suited. like, if one of these two teams is going to be in like a trios match, that's inevitably a call down. It should probably be Aussie Open. Like, they have time ahead of them. You know, like yeah. the Bucks and FTR are the two teams of the last decade, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. More so for the Bucks, obviously. But last decade, they're the kind of t- they're the two teams. You got to put them in Wembley Stadium. They'll steal the show. But yeah. I don't absolutely, know.
3: then do the trios match all out for all I care. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: There is, there is oh. that very loud section that you know that that they want this, you know. I need them there to is, be quiet. There yeah, is, there know. is that section, the Dark Order, the Dark Order loyalists. You know, Char- Charlie, you was one of those people once upon a time. You know, yeah, man, those people. He's just insulting everyone
3: tonight.
2: <laughs> 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 no, those pe- those there is are nothing frozen. fundamentally wrong with the Dark
1: Order.
3: <laughs> Do I think they deserve to be in this spot at Wembley? No, I don't care if it's like a oh you've been here forever like here's your Wembley spot. It's just like give them another match. I don't care. It doesn't need to be against the Hungbugs. I don't care is, about the story.
2: The match will be good because they have good 100%. matches. They're they're good professional wrestlers, but they've been so kind of in the background for the last for most of 2023. And I, I don't that doesn't mean you can't you know rejuvenate them and give them a new push because there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's levels. And, st- and okay. when you have one of your top guys and your top team <laughs> as a trio, they could probably be doing bigger things at your biggest show over than wrestling Uno in the game. But I don't know.
1: Uh, you know what? I want
3: to it come up with a new you know game. Get... I don't
2: know. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Ronnie. No, I was going to say, I'm just going to call the people that say they've been here since day one. Day one perverts, you know I
0: mean? They haven't even been here since day one. Who? Dark Order? Yeah,
1: yeah, they've been here since day one, right? They, they were there at the first All In. That's when uh, even debuted like... on
0: Dynamite.
1: What? I remember. Yeah. I remember this. Why?
0: Why does money do this to me?
1: Even though sat on like a pervert throne. I remember that. I remember him sitting like on a throne. Of that was on a Dynamite. That, that wasn't on a dyn. Di- that was an All yeah. Out. Is that <laughs> All Out? Yeah. <laughs> I remember it's something that. Like, that,
3: that
1: Look oh, at that! Oh man,
3: you've lost me. Manny is it, right. First time for everything. Sorry, oh that was very goodness. spiteful. <laughs>
2: that was
0: quite. That was quite spiteful. You know. <laughs> I get
2: what? a little bit well, Is this show, this
0: show real? Are we on the air? Right we <laughs> <Is he> lie. <laughs> what's going
2: well, I could have swore cool. for a moment there that we began to debate when Dark Order debuted. I think <laughs> that's what just happened on this show, didn't it?
1: Dark Order.
0: Me, me, up me the... and Manny. Uh, I think Manny may have you uh, may have won that one. You know. Actually,
1: I Manny get the information. Now I'm confused. <laughs> just fight for the fallen. There
3: know were a pay per view where Orange Cassidy
0: pulled up. Awesome. Anywho, so we still control. we uh, we still didn't get to the bottom of it. That's, that's the beautiful <laughs> thing about this, you know? So, we've been told it is. Here we go. We've got All Out. We've got um, Fight for the Fall in 2019. The first episode of Dynamite. Manny's Right. Manny Misinformation. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> you know?
1: I was going to say, was, for, for a big hero, Chris, man, if Orange was a big deal, you'd remember the pay-per-view he debuted on. No, That's
0: all I'm going to say. <laughs> Everybody remembers all <laughs> <me. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the rush debut. You know? The fucking rivers, Joe. Um, anyway, all right. Dark Order. This is, this is what the Dark Order do to these podcasts. You know, it just fucking just send it a certain way. Joe looks like he's amazed right now. He's uh, startled, scared, okay, so... worried of May, twenty nineteen.
3: They so Uno and Grayson were repackaged and made a surprise debut as the Dark Order. So that was a double or nothing. Twenty. So they were day one. They were there on day one. They were there. I have no memory of this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <won favorites>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All of We, we got. We be. got there. It took us about five minutes. What we got there. Christ, will um, be
1: right that's see Joe, what i did oh, now she's gone I, anyway I, um, that's when a comedian starts a bit a joke at the beginning of the special mm. and it never gets to it towards the end and he ties it yeah. all in together that's what I. that was exactly did. what
2: you did that was exactly what just happened folks man he just did an ex- extended comedian bit right there
0: speaking of extended comedian beats um jack perry versus hawk um that's what we're kicking off the AW, Dying not we? You know, uh, there was a video package. Uh, Jack, <laughs> you okay, Charlie?
4: Yeah, continue.
0: All right, Jack Perry versus Hall starts off with a video package, and uh, Jack Perry. You know, he, he's burying the old Jack Perry. He's burying Jungle Boy. You know, he's uh, burying his guy in the old, uh, in the Jungle Boy boots, and uh, you know, he fills, feel, he fills in the hole and gets in the limo. He drives away and. That's it for Jungle Boy, you know, he's he's done and then he comes out to Behove and it's uh, definitely an experience, you know. I can't I quite expect him that and uh, he's the new FTW champion. He beats Hook after a lot of um, shenanigans and stuff, you know, he hits him with the bout shot, he hits him with low blows, he does, you know, he does a lot. Uh, this is Jack Perry's first time to kind of have an extended, kind of display of him as a heel you know, uh, definitely interesting. I always still don't quite buy into it, to be honest. Uh, Pointing very lightly. Manny, are you into uh, you into this Jack Perry Hill thing?
1: Not really, I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to let it play out. Uh, I was concerned that I he was using the Jaws theme song, and then I realized, no, he's using <laughs> Beethoven. So, I mean, we'll see where this goes.
3: You said that on stream yesterday. Yeah, I, was I know. Just like, no, this is not <laughs>
1: Hey, cause I didn't I I didn't watch the match. I just came in right after and I just heard uh no da and I said, What is this, Jaws? But you know, we'll see we'll see how this plays out. The match the match was alright, you know. Uh probably Hook's best Hooks first real match and it was really good. Can't wait to see what he does. I just can't and I can't wait for him to drop Jungle Boy back on his head again, because that was awesome. Young mm. Taz.
0: <laughs> Charlie, are you <laughs> looking for Jack Perry to get dropped on his head again?
3: Uh, I wouldn't quite phrase it like that, but yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to them having a rematch. I thought this was, like, a really solid show for them both. Regardless of Jack Perry's heel stuff outside of the ring, he's adjusted to the moveset as, like, wrestling as a heel really well. And, like, that shot of him, like, when he pinned Hook, like, him just smiling because he knew what he had done, that was a pretty good shot. So I I think he'll put it all together eventually. I'm not all in on it yet, but I thought thought it was pretty good for where they're both out in their careers, so...
0: You know, I'm I'm a fan of Hulk. I kinda of worry to see what they'll have next for him after this Jack Perry thing, you know. Uh you don't want to kind of see him fade as they uh, yeah, as what seems to happen on that like round there. But Joe, are you uh you in on this Jack Perry heel? Uh what you've seen so far anyway?
2: I thought this was very encouraging. From a performance point of view, I actually thought he did a, a hell of a job. The mm. presentation is currently like a blend of ideas. It's his first match, so they'll eventually find something more cohesive in terms of the look, the music, the way he carries himself. That, you know, you have room to kind of grow into that. But from a actual performance point of view, I thought he killed it, to honest with you. Um, he was cowardly, but not so much so that it felt like extreme. They used his more restrained moves, that they explained that as him not wanting to give the people what they want, so to speak. and. I thought he did a tremendous job. I thought he was much better than expected, to be honest he you, as a mm-hmm. heel. And on the other hand, I mean, Hook, this was a challenging situation. A first match as a heel on one side, and Hook's first real substantial match all on TV, really, right? There wasn't a gimmick match. Yeah. I thought the match kicked ass. I mean, I think the finish was a little weak. I, I think if you were going to, you know, do um, the ref bump, you could have had a, just an extra beat to it, something slightly more elaborate than the belt shot. That's a, that's a nitpick, but... I really enjoyed this. I thought it was very good. And I think Jake's going to be given a real, uh, something to play with here with this belt. I think it's going to make <laughs> it a lot easier for him to get heat beyond just like, you know, you've changed bro. <laughs> he it's <Yeah>. like, he <laughs> can really have fun with pretending this is the most prestigious prize in, in wrestling. So I think this was very good.
1: Yeah. you have it.
0: uh, we had to see <laughs> There was a secret meeting, Don Callis and Jericho, you know, for dinner. Uh, they're up to something, Joe, you know. Oh. Uh, you, you still like how they're doing this?
2: Um, I mean, I Alex Marvez, you know, he's uh, his segments are funny. If that's what they're going for, bravo. Very, they're very consistent in that regard. I don't know if that's quite the idea, but him, you know, whispering this is great stuff as they got this... <laughs> They got this footage of Jericho talking to Don Calis was was quite the deal. I mean, this was whatever. It took up like 30 seconds. I'm not mad about it. But I would say that this was not quite as good as the prior segments, no.
0: Fair. Um, Yeah. Speaking of not as good as the prior segments, we had MJF and Adam Cole out for dinner. And I think it's fair to say that we have... uh, We've we've spoke glowingly about these uh you know these skits that they've been doing the past few weeks but fuck man <laughs> this one last night was not hitting bro um yeah uh Manny, you know they were, they were out there they were throwing spicy food and you know they hit a double clothes mine on a waiter and you know it kind of I don't know man, it, it didn't hit quite a lot the past few weeks, did it Manny?
1: No they didn't I don't actually. I don't remember the past ones either. So, you know, I, will, I will say the the the. I did laugh when the waiter did say that they were drinking a hundred percent alcohol, and then uh, they were they when the camera cut off when they're about to hit the double lariat. I think that was very cinematic. You know, I thought that was very
0: good. I'm glad you enjoyed that, man. Joe, did you mm. enjoy this? Are you a fan of spicy food? Where do, you, where do you find yourself on it?
2: Two very different questions there. I like spicy food. <laughs> but I did not
0: enjoy this.
2: Um, I mean, it's what it is. It's like... I thought this actually would have popped you, money. This was very NXT, I thought. Especially with the music they use in the background. Very NXT.
1: It's, uh, I think he, he would have liked it if it was like Tony D and Stash, you know.
2: Maybe, yeah. Uh, I mean, the... Uh,
1: the live stuff... Tony D and who?
2: It wasn't... <laughs> Stash. That's his name now. That's his name now, Stash. Um,
3: <laughs> I didn't know if anyone else clocked it, so I wasn't uh, going to say
2: anything. I mean, there was some funny moments within it.
0: Yeah, it I, wasn't all terrible. It just wasn't... No, it didn't reach the levels of the didn't other... It like.
2: Yeah, I don't think there was a ton of fault put into the kind of general concept. It was just the <laughs> sense I got. I could be wrong, but... Whatever.
0: Man, who knows, man? Uh... Yeah, again, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. But the other ones were like, great, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. some people enjoyed it more. We're getting a lot of owls in the chat, Joe.
3: You know what it is. You know? right? if, it, if, if, really
0: if you're one, one of the people into... that it was your favorite one, then you know. I no, haven't been able to no. breathe through my nose for the last week.
2: Probably <laughs> <laughs> a fuck. I've enough <laughs> Maybe I you some some of that, that spicy food. <laughs> 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 I'm confused.
1: Where, um, where, where, where did they eat the spicy food? Was it in Florida or was it in Boston?
3: It was in Boston. They said that in in the video. I,
1: a, I was about to say that was like a pretty nice building. I like the theme wood.
3: Cool. <laughs> I
1: just just was wondering because I mean that's like a Florida themed restaurant.
3: They're leaning into a lot of the stuff that Adam Cole does outside of wrestling. Like he has this whole chili beast thing where he's like he was like trying to build his spice tolerance. And people that used to like watch their you know streams would like pop for that. But it's like I didn't enjoy this one that much. I've kind of hit my limit on these pre tapes, and I kind of hope that was the last one of this style, personally, because I think there's a lot more you can do with this tag team outside of these pre tapes and their bonding sessions and whatever. And now they're through the tournament. Do we still need them, or should we just leave it alone now? That's kind of where I'm at with it.
0: The bro sessions, as they, uh, as MJF calls them. Yeah. Oh, no,
1: man. Oh, no. We'll see. um... Well, I need one more video of them in England, you know, them on the red big buses England. and then England, you know, messing with the big red <laughs> buses and then with the guards outside uh, that palace you guys have. I think that'd be kind of funny stuff.
3: <laughs> Buckingham Palace?
1: Buckingham Palace. Cultured
3: money.
1: To
0: Hooper. London. Super cultured money, the hoopie, you know. Um, but yeah, the MJF Adam Cole segment, it was, uh, you know, it was pretty good, but it just, you know, the other ones were great, I thought, so, uh, that's kind of where I'm finding myself on it, but still, good stuff, MJF Adam Cole, everyone loves them, um, next up, I I believe this was next up anyway, we had a Brick Baker squash, uh, you know, we we was in and out of there, um, -hmm. This has caused a lot of discourse because there's not really much to talk about for the match itself. Like, it it yeah. was what it, it was, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people, it was like, how long did it take up on the show? Like three, four minutes, if that, you know. And obviously was that was gone. kind of the only fee- women involvement on the show last night. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously I know Chris Statlander was like in the background of a pre-tape, but, um, you know, uh, I know, of course this is it's a weird one, isn't it? Because obviously it's blood and guts, so you know like that's not half the show, boom, gone. Then yeah. I get I get that you've got the MJF and Adam Cole stuff that you really want to drive home and that's a big thing that you're doing at the moment. Um did the hook Jack Perry thing have to be this week? You know? Yeah. That's probably the only thing that you could have maybe moved around to do something a bit more expansive with the women's division. Um and that's not to make excuses for AW at all, because I quite frankly think the booking of the women's division is fucking garbage but um yes that's not to say that um new york are doing it any better so um yeah man where do you kind of find yourself on it kind of it, it did feel like just having brit on a match just to make yeah. sure we've got a woman on the card you know but it was just know, for man. the pop
3: wasn't it
0: Yeah, I guess. It's just, it's like
3: It's kind of a double-edged sword, because if they didn't do any women's match, they would have got a lot of shit for it. But because they were in Boston as well, if they did a substantial women's match, everyone would have been like, well, where was Mercedes after? Even though AEW has done nothing to tease it. Like, it would have happened on Twitter, because it happens every time they even go near Boston anymore. So, I don't know. I didn't care overall. Maybe that makes me not a real fan of women's wrestling, but there was just kind of more important things on the card and it happens that way sometimes, I don't know. So, well,
2: the thing Blood is, and Guts, yeah. three years of Blood and Guts, okay? Mm-hmm. Blood and Guts 1, Britt Baker defeated Julia Hart in 90 seconds. Right. Blood mm-hmm. and Guts 2, Jade Cargill defeated Layla Gray in 1 minute and 55 seconds. And Blood and Guts 3, we had, of course, Britt and Kayla Sparks in just 1 minute and 6 seconds. Feels like after three years, they could have been like, let's put a significant woman's match on and mm-hmm. guts, you know? Like, yeah. I, and I guess it's, it's kind of, this discourse is always, it goes in circles, and I, I totally get why, but, like, the division feels like it's, re, it's regressed again, which is unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because it felt
0: like yeah, they were it's baby it's steps. Always, uh, Joe,
1: what was the I section mean.
0: you
2: said?
1: Brett, Brett versus who?
2: Britt and Julia was the first one. Uh, Jade and Layla was the second one. None of them have crossed two minutes. Um,
0: a significant two-minute mark, you know.
4: <laughs> I just, I'll I'll just know, I,
2: you know, because it's a thing I remember we've talked about. I remember this has been a thing previously when I've covered Blood and Guts here and elsewhere. It's like, I just think it's a shame. Um, yeah. Last fall, I thought Tony Storm did a quite admirable job, like, you know, Trying, trying to kind of, with just matches alone, elevate the belt and the division. Yeah. I wish you did a good job of that. And then Jamie got the belt, and there was good signs. And I think it's easy to forget we started the with the outcast angle and there was room to be, you know, encouraged by that because mm-hmm. the, the outcast angle for its very many faults, it did look like it was a chance to expand the division's kind of reach on the show because it was an angle. And unfortunately, it's just stuck. It's completely <laughs> oh. in, yeah, it's just going in circles. So it's like, it's really unfortunate because the talent, I think at this point, it goes back. Like the talent has improved a lot, I think it's fair to say. Yeah.
0: Which makes it... Yeah, but the talent, the talent's always been better than its significance. But it's got a lot, and, lot better uh, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, yeah, it definitely yeah, has. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it fills up like with the women's division. It's like when a woman kind of somehow gets herself going with some momentum in terms of like match... Quality, you know, like getting over on Twitter, and you know, I guess popping the boys in the back and Tony on the headset, you know. Um, you saw it with Shida, you know, like when she when Shida was having a lot of banger defenses, you know, like they felt more significant and they, were, they started feeling like they represented a certain way. They started talking about the length of the reign, etc., etc., etc. Uh, Jamie Hayter, her kind of ascension, you know, like that was you know a lot, very match heavy. She got herself over very much in those. And, uh, you know, Tony Storms, the, like, this reign that she's had now, like, and her capturing that title, is like, you know, um, when she felt a little bit higher, it was when she was having these banger matches and was allowed to have these banger matches. But in terms of, like, focus, from day one, it's always that's been about issue. focus. Yeah. yeah, It's always yeah, been about focus. No, let's you be know. clear.
2: I use that blood and guts point just to say, just to kind of stress that this wasn't something that crept up on them. It's happened every year. That's, that's what I was trying to get across there. But let's be clear, it isn't a match time situation. Obviously, no, no. in an ideal world, there would be you know, this you wouldn't have a squash match as the single woman's match. But that, the issue is more that there is just clearly a lack of true. Let's be honest about it. There's there's not a lot of attention put into it from a creative point of view. It always feels yeah. like the last thing they get to, and it's just it's unfortunate. I mean, I I, I struggle to kind of um, at this point. It's so apparent on the show that it's just like. It's part of the recipes. It fucking sucks, to be quite honest. Yeah, they're just,
0: no, they're just, It's just not what they do very well, huh. you know. Uh, yeah. Every now and again, like some of the examples I just gave, like someone will kind of break the mould a bit and, you know, and they'll be allowed to kind of have this a nice little run of bangers. But as we've seen time and time again, it kind of peeps out a little bit. And, you know, um, it's like Jade, man. Like Jade Cargill. It's like fucking, she, she do not sound like she wants to come back. You know, and uh, I think where we was with her at one point. You know, like I know, no one. She's never been one for the match guy for most people, but fucking, hell, there's a lot of star potential there. And you know, she was coming along at least to a point where she could just have TV matches. And you know, when you got when you got someone like Jay Cargo like... Not to make excuses for anyone, but she needs to be having like four-star matches, you know. If you get the the presentation and everything else right with her, and uh, you know, you keep her stuff interesting. But that's just one example of many. Someone mentioned in the chat earlier, Chris Statlander, she's been back for a month and she's already kind of faded into the background. Uh, She came back with a big bang, you know, uh, winning a title, confetti, everything. People were happy to see and now she's, you know... The division just lacks focus, man. It's like we'll go round and yeah. round, I'm not join yeah. much before, or we circle round, and this always comes back up. But it's the same core problem, you know. So,
1: uh, I'm gonna say that two things. One, all those women that got squashed on Buddy guts eventually did some big things, you know. Julia Hart, you know, House of Black, uh, Layla Gray, the baddies, and then you know who'll see what happens to, to what's her name, uh,
3: Kayla Sparks. Parks.
1: Kayla Sparks, you know, let's see what happens to her in the future. And um, the thing with uh, the thing with uh, Chris Anlander, bro, you would have thought they had some big plans for it because they they kept the title. Yeah, would have yeah. You would have thought, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, they kept the thing on Jade for a long time, just like, oh, Chris is going to be the one to do it. Chris is going to be the one to do it. Hey, man, I saw her yesterday. I said, oh, shit, man, she's still, on, she's still here. I mean, like, I didn't realize she was back and then. It's just a kind of disappointment for the fans that are into women's that are, that like the women's roster and all that. Like they, yeah. just, they just do nothing with them, and you thought they were on the right track with Jamie, and then Jamie storyline fell apart with the the outcast. So I hope they get everything back together soon because yeah. it's really yeah. like
3: that outcast story. I really want to know what happened there because yeah. they were on track with something, even after like the weeks of like the rinse and repeat. It was starting to do something again, and then Jamie got injured, and I guess that kind of screwed a lot up for him. So
2: Yeah, it was, it was really up. definitely going in circles, but I do wonder what yeah. would happen if Jamie was yeah. healthy. I,
1: I really yeah. thought – everybody thought they were going to go for blood and guts. They were. and then I did think for a while, yeah. yeah. And then they just kind of dropped everybody, and they didn't want anybody associated with anybody anymore. So I mm-hmm. wonder what would happen. Because Tony didn't when – you, when you listen to Tony do the interview, I only saw the quote, but he didn't really seem too enthralled with the well, women's war games match,
0: so can uh, someone's asked in a live chat about Cody Lee Um isn't is she, pregnant? Pre- yeah, yeah, is I she think, pregnant? I think she is. Yeah, she yeah. pregnant. Um and she had a trial at WWE, didn't she? And it didn't sign it her. Didn't. And then and she got pregnant, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh Devil's Rising, uh they're saying make Rampage a women's show, but I'm telling you nobody's gonna watch that. Nobody watches Rampage already.
2: I would.
1: Yeah, I but do you do you not think it would have? That more would make me watch Rampage. Yeah, yeah it, it would have
2: more an identity as, as the woman's show than what is now, right? Which is like that's the leftover true. food of AEW TV. I don't know. I mean, I I think that's actually saying that that's. I think Tony Khan has liked that idea previously, and I am not totally convinced the network has to be to be honest. with mm-hmm. my very limited understanding of the situation, um, but. I think that would be a cool thing to give Rampage. Like at least it would have its own, you know, purpose on the in the promotion. And the the concern would be that all the women's wrestling in AEW would just be in would be in that place. That would be the concern.
0: Yeah. yeah, you'd like ideally we'd use Rampage as like a destination show sort of thing where you can uh, for the women anyway. So like you can do angles and stuff on Dynamite, and you can do kind of like. um you know, like angle-slash-matches, and then you do, like, the big matches on Rampage to hopefully try and draw people over there. But like you mentioned, man, like, the network kind of, uh, you know, that is something we've heard, that like, the network isn't, you know, very fond of it when that has been suggested to them in the past. So yeah. um, maybe they could try suggesting it again. I don't know when that was suggested, but maybe we could try suggesting it again, you know. Um,
3: Someone made a point of that Brian was injured, but they still did the men's blood and guts. It's a little bit different than Amy Hayter being out because she was like the top woman of the division. Like she was the champion. Like it's it's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it's different stories as well because it's like the Blackpool Combat Club's like a full-on unit. Mm -hmm. The elites are full-on unit and it was a war of units. You know what I mean? Whereas like there was a lot of personal stuff in the
1: the outpass
0: of a feud, you know. Uh, they could have done something with it though to be honest yeah. they could have still done uh, outsiders versus or die ones sort of thing you know mm-hmm.
1: um, i don't I don't want to get hyperbolic I don't even know if I use the word right, but they like some some of these few some of these feuds have been going on since the start of aew or even before aew so I mean <clears throat> that's why I think this match happened because I mean Kenny and Takesha have had stuff going on since DDT. And then you had the beginning of AEW with Hangman. <laughs> hey, Manny
0: explaining why Blood and Cuts happened. Like, bro, you ain't got to do this,
1: man. I know, that's fine.
0: I think I'll say this. I think it it sucks that Collision's
2: emergence, it, like the women's match is just in the exact same place on Collision it doesn't die in a way. Yeah. I think that really sucks,
0: you know? Like, Absolutely. Where's Thunder Rosa, bro? I know, I know. Uh, Apparently there was talk she wasn't. She's it out, sure. but she's a... Uh... Yeah. We need her back soon because she was one of the main women advertised for the show, so it's like, you know...
1: Yeah. She's cooked.
0: If that's who you're waiting for to try and build a collision division around, then kind of... We're we're just going to have to deal with Julia Hart squashing people for the next few weeks, you know? Uh, Mm.
2: That's the other problem, I think, is Tony loves that he loves that rotation method, right? When it comes to booking. He loves that kind of the you know, you, you bring guys, you heat them up for a couple weeks, you circle, you cycle them out, and, and it works to an extent for the guys. I think it has flaws, but it does work. But when you're only having one woman's match on the TV shows, it like it's a lot harder for people to get connected to these wrestlers when they see them so infrequently, right? Because you're you're rotating like that. So it's just I don't know.
0: It's a shame. It's well, a shame. um. Willow's got some momentum. Yeah. So, and hopefully you can use that to build on something and have like Tony's still doing like great, you know. Uh the outcasting yeah. is actually like disgusting, it's just not very fucking <laughs> interesting, you know what I mean? So you've got pieces and that's always been like I've said it i said it earlier, like from day one they've always had pieces. Like, yeah, the division's even better now, but Yeah. They've always they've always had pieces to do good stuff with that division. Always, always. So I don't know what to tell people, yes. you know.
4: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
0: it's an evil laugh from man you know. <laughs> the downfall of women's wrestling in America. Manny just uh, laughing about it. <laughs>
1: no, I just popped a, had a, had a comment.
0: <laughs> what
1: was the comment? It was the one where Tony rather sign 2023 Chris Hero, the Mercedes.
0: You know what the prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey
2: man. Um, you know why this- many laughed at that too. So. Mhm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's uh. Let's dive in some super chats real quick. Um. That's... Karan, uh, two hundred rupees. Marks the MVP of this match. Without him, it would have been a high quality spot. With him, it was an ultraviolet match with a perpetual undercurrent of danger. A W's ace, real, real. Mark Mark's was incredible, man. Uh, That's very real. Max was. Yeah, uh, it we'll obviously we'll get to it, brother. Uh, of course, yeah. but Max was the one who, you know, if you had to if you had to circle one, Max was the one bringing it. You know, yeah. I do mm-hmm. agree with. Um, Maybe the comment's are a bit harsh with it, but, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the message he's trying to make. Uh, yeah. And another one, another 200 rupees. Appreciate you again. Great main event with a terrible finish, in my opinion. Babyface is having a five on three advantage feels weird and the camera didn't even catch the fact it was marks at tap for you. Uh, never replayed it either. Yeah, the lack of replay was something. Um, at least the commentators at least caught it, you know. Um, yeah. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, there was, a product. you know, AEW's production has never mm-hmm. been something that I myself was put over, lot, like, over too much, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but last night was kind of one where, you know, quite a lot of people noticed quite a lot of things that were, uh, worth pointing out as faults with the production yeah. last night. And this being one of them, um, mm-hmm. net- even, uh, even the production backstage, like, you know, some people, the five on three advantage, you know, it does, uh, you know, with the baby faces, it is something worth bringing up. But of course, when it just comes to all the camera angles and stuff as well. It's, yeah.
3: the, the five on three advantage, though, like there's ways to explain that. Like there's nuances to the story with that because it all came back to like Kenny's promo on Dynamite, like how he, he said how they were going to win, like with the power mm-hmm. of friendship in that. And that's what it came down to. The, Bla- like, the Blackpool Combat Club, like, they were relying on people that they didn't have real connections with. Like, yeah, they had a common enemy, but they'd also had problems with like Takesh and Pat before. So they put their trust in the wrong place yeah. and it cost them the match.
2: Yeah. We'll get into it more later, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think 100%. conceptually, I think it actually works very well. It's just the execution yeah. on the production. Yeah. side was. was
0: yeah. That's what I mean. Like they could yeah. have like drive it home a bit more. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just like, from a production standpoint. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, we we'll, not Joe said we'll get to it. Darren Walker, two pounds. Can't wait for the Max Caster wrap on collision. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Like <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, Wilson, we'll Wilson. We'll um, National Cody Fan, National Cody Fan Club Association. Four dollars ninety nine. Appreciate it very much. Dark Order shirts really fuels, the Dark Order shirts really fuels into the elite only feud with their friends and no one else theories, but it does fe- It does fuel into the theories. You know. But well, you know they, they have worked other people you know, but they do work their friends a lot you know. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people would like to be in that position to do that as well you know. <laughs> so tell me about it. I do two shows a week with Manny.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Manny just nothing.
0: You always takes him yeah. like a champ you know.
1: I I wish I knew this super chat was coming up. I would have I would have made my 10, ten half cap you know, but. There you go. <laughs> my there tin that cap <laughs> oh wait and by the way Incredible. this is not the only show that me me and joe do we also talked on discord <laughs>
2: yeah oh no i love manny i the fact i keep the shit out of manny so much is simply me telling me no, i love him that's all he's the best
0: he's he's, yeah, the, he's we, the we gotta let joe off with of his things he's feeling a bit under the weather it's how it's how he gets yeah. over it it's how british people get over things you see we kind of you know so, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just turn to spoil it for. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rich Rogan, $5, appreciate you very much. Uh, the narrative has been that Kenny and Punk would be the best draw in title food they could do for all in, but by writing numbers, isn't it Kenny versus MJF? I mean, brother. It's come Kenny and <laughs> you know, that's all it. that's just not one of those. I was just like, come on, You're, yeah. we're a bit too deep in there. If that's kind of the conclusion, Kenny, Kenny and MJF is a big with? one, no, though. It is. It's huge, it's
3: huge. They need to do that at
2: some
0: point. Yeah, for the belt. Yeah, people.
3: Kenny okay.
0: Punk. Kenny Punk is um, you yeah, know, that that's not the one, you know, mm-hmm. and it will yeah. remain to be the one for the foreseeable future. I'd assume. Um, yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't do other huge things Kenny MJF that'll be absolutely huge I hope we see it. Um, MJF versus Eddie I think that would be huge uh, yeah. you know there's no, MJF versus Cole if they can if they stick the landing with um, them splitting up and stuff and you know that, that'll that be huge as well
1: um, yeah I'm so I'm still waiting for Kenny versus Eddie I've been waiting for that there's, since there's like, loads of
0: matches man there's yeah. they've still got matches to burn for AEW though. Um Absolutely. but yeah if you had to sing if you have to circle one I think it's like uh, unquestionably uh Kelly Punk to be honest, mate. Uh Chris Eubank, two dollars, a stupendous evening of pugilism, that's like um I mean it was it was a lot. It was a lot, and we're gonna get into sure it. Um Andrew the Giant, five pounds, appreciate you very much. Watch Flair versus Rock singles match tonight was real crap. Do you guys have any weird matches that are very Two different eras, you like uh,
2: Jericho and Steamboat from 2009 is fucking <laughs> awesome. Ricky hadn't wrestled in 15 years, and they tear it up, it's tremendous.
1: Joe and Kobachi, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah
1: fair. that's fair. I
3: yeah. don't have an answer to this question, <laughs> can't think of anything.
1: The Briscoes and uh, Rock and Roll Express. I never seen the I just, I just... Oh, no, manager man? for like you, me, or Charlie. <laughs> <American>. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, man. Yeah. Uh can never go wrong with Steamboat even when he hasn't wrestled in fifteen years. Um mm-hmm. Zayd Nadi, one ninety nine. That MJF Cole match was an acid trip. Incredible. Yeah, we're gonna get to that as well. I think that's next, to be honest. Uh Darren Cage two dollars appreciate yeah. <laughs> If hey, man, Britsum.
1: If only I can upload the photo.
0: I mean, you, you can always send it. <laughs> no, he yeah. cannot send
2: that
1: photo to you. It's
0: he awesome. can't. He can't, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's okay, oh, no, you know. Man. He's popped so.
1: You're going to see that Monty and you'll be like, oh, no, I can't post
0: it. No, Dubs, not. Uh, Ddubs199, <laughs> appreciate you. Or get rid of the three-minute dance break in the tag. Um Fair. Yeah, man. Not when talking about cutting out things that could have made a bit more room for the women on Dynamite last night. Um, but yeah, like Charlie said, I guess for uh, the people who put for that, absolutely fucking love that shit, though. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's one of those things, and that's always a weird one. Cause it's like that that segment that match got given, you know, a certain amount of time, and that's what they decided mm-hmm. to do with that. You know, so <laughs> um, Jeremy Ross of Dungo live, of course. The head writer, the head hunter, wrestle Purist, two pound super chat. He says hello, wrestle Purist. Shout out Jamie Ross always. Hello. Uh, a Heart five dollars. My toxic take is that every women's champion at AEW runs out of challengers, and then they have to wrestle Anna or Juliet or Taya Valkyrie. Then what? Is that? Yeah. Is that a take? Isn't that something that you cannot prove? Like. Actually, mm-hmm. you
1: know? <laughs> so, know. <laughs> it's a very toxic You, know, you, you can't say that on... It's
3: because they have like their top women and they don't really do a lot to build up other women so you just end up in this weird like place where you have like no feasible challenges so you just do open challenges all the time instead of doing proper stories and it gets very frustrating as a fan
0: Let's do some stories man um... Just
3: just tell a story
1: Monty I DM'd you the picture by the way
0: Oh, no! Oh, this is Here, here is my live reaction to Manny sending me one of his famous edits. Hold oh. tight, folks. I've not got it. He's
2: loading it now. No, It's, it's, on, on, it's, on,
1: it's, on, it's on your... Uh, oh, it's still sending. What
0: the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the right, uh, keep the questions coming on Super Chats right now. We've got a noise oh, bit go. here, now as it's usual. Sent. We got a uh, one minute, man. I'll get to you. Dwight four ninety nine. Appreciate it. Can someone tell you to Text me back. I really need to talk to him. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what he up to at night. You know. Um, no, I he's, uh, uh, he's, he's, he, I don't know what he's up to right now. You know. Um, Crying about body muffins. So. Yeah, man. We get all these people. Everyone, everyone does the beats, and we love the beats mm-hmm. in the chat. But you know, throw, throw a question. You know, throw a question in there get manny to say something controversial you know <laughs> um all right manny what have you sent me this on okay it's easy mo- what the fuck
4: <laughs>
0: oh no <laughs> why have you edited the gear like that anyway um, do i want to see it i don't know i'm not sure to you. Um,
1: to you charlie okay.
0: all right more super chats for yeah get back to the show Showtime Spurs five dollars appreciate you very much. I love the ending, love chaos hate, shout out to Radio Raheem. I mean Cool Cool <laughs> Cool, yeah. Uh oh uh we've got oh. Willow. We Willow, we've got Willie $4. <laughs> four ninety-nine, appreciate you. Yeah. Hope MJF works. Out. <laughs> Hope MJF works at how Show stole tag versus FTR. You know it pisses territory wrestler Dax off at MJF. Cole gets bigger parts doing much less than FTR. I mean, I doubt. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think uh, he's that, that gotten to. You know, I think he killed it last week. So you know, that was
1: that last night. That was like the most. I got really excited for that. I was Just just thinking about Dax and MJF in the ring together. Like, the way like the way the MJF switched from being a comedic wrestler. To being like, oh, he started talking his shit while while Cole looked concerned and confused, bro. It was so fucking awesome. That, that's for the first time I actually felt like MJ. I felt like the world champion, and I said, man, I was like in my head, I was like, bro, you talk your shit, bro. I mean, fuck, man, you you told Dex yeah. what's up and all that. It was awesome. <clears throat> Absolutely.
0: And while Starwin, how many matches <clears throat> before we start having dialogue about a BG potentially being washed,
2: bro? Well, he I was going to say, come yeah. on, man. He also re injured himself when he came
0: back. He's out. had, oh, man. Yeah, man. He's had man.
3: a blood sport match, a match against Joey Janella and a blood and guts. Sport. And you're going <laughs> yeah, you for a little walk in the park, park at
0: Blood and Guts, you know?
3: <laughs> like, like, he's had three matches since the G1 climax final in 2021. Y- you can't call him washed right now because there's nothing real to judge him on. Like,. You can't judge yeah, him with the really blood
0: and before, guts match. It's a blood yeah, and yeah. guts match. And before, like, the injury spell, which this is hopefully, like, the end of, But like, this is, like, the signal of the end of it, you know, like, this mm-hmm. big return that he did last night. Because, you know, like Charlie said, he's been out for the best part of two years. Came back for a, you know, came back for a picnic with the Mania Week and stuff mm-hmm. and GCW. Uh, and, you know, now he's back again. There's not a lot to judge him before that. He was in the G1 final. He... <laughs> in a phoenix splash you know <laughs> so like it's uh
3: like pair the time off with the re shoulder like i'm some slack man yep.
0: yeah he'll be fine yeah. it's uh it's, <sighs> you know last night wasn't exactly the most encouraging performance you know mm-hmm. he wasn't terrible or anything i didn't start worrying that he's washed but you know uh you know he, he kind of took it easy we'll get to it We'll get to it. Darren Walker, five pounds. Keep best friends away from Statlander on TV. Should not be hanging around with those clowns. Um he's never gonna give this up, is he, Darren Walker? This uh this okay. best friends, Orange Cassidy. Uh, I do, I respect to a to an extent, the persistence yeah. of it, you know. If you're gonna be anything you love, people be persistent. Especially um, with super chats. Yes. <laughs> match eighty four, one ninety nine. Man, I need an Omega Claudio singles match, dude. I mean that first that opening yes. five, it was some nice stuff going on in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um definitely a match that I would not be turning down. I don't think anyone would, to be honest. Uh, Cody Willis, Cody Wills, uh four ninety nine, appreciate ya. First show I've got to watch live in a minute, always enjoy it. Do we do all these versus roads free at WWE stargate on the roads <laughs> to mania? Many are asking, thanks. I'm <laughs> for it, bro. I'm for it.
2: Mickey James Mm -hmm. has been booked for the Rev Pro show the day before Wembley. She sure
3: has.
0: Ask questions. Entirely immediately.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm.
2: I think we know CM Punk's wrestling, Manny.
1: (laughs) He comes out with the. That's what he has in the bag. The NWA Hero title. (laughs) Collision needs its belt, bro.
3: (laughs) He was on the first holding. He might get that return
2: booking. We're talking about the big gold, so We according to mm-hmm. the N.W., we're talking. Punk had the big gold. He may have that in the bag. You never know, folks.
0: You never the know, man. That's, the that's w- some logo. real shit,
1: bro. Mm-hmm. If
3: it happens, you heard it here first.
0: Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? like a like, literal like light for like big gold with just the A.W. logo on it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: maybe worth maybe worth trying. I don't know what the courts was there about it, but it might be real. Whenever,
1: Hello. whenever uh, MGF and Punk feud, I needed to do a skit of the Seven. I was like, "What's in the bat? What's like, what's in the box?" But he's just, "What's in the bag?" You know. Bro, really do you? Stuff.
2: Why do you reference Seven on every podcast we do at this point, man? How many times do you watch that film each week? It's incredible.
1: I've only seen it once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Even, uh, it's a great film. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes, I'm with it. Um. I right, uh AEW Dynamite. Let's get back to it. MJF and Adam Cole. Uh, this is the promo, and uh, you know the 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 bonding even more. The bonding even more. They've got matching trunks. They've got matching jackets. Adam Cole said he's got another surprise for him, and you know they're getting ready for the match that's about to happen. They get out of uh, they get out of frame, and who comes into frame, John? Our oh guy, Roderick Strong, who has not been having a very good past couple of weeks as he is uh, he keeps getting he keeps getting left out hanging bro he's he's out in he's the cold here joe it's he's gonna snap soon isn't it
2: it certainly seems like he was very rude to renee which there is no excuse for under any circumstances so. never i mean i'm always impressed by roddy's ability to like you know he was given a single line here and he still gave it the full roddy in delivery and it sounded like he was in agony as he said it um he's an artist folks in that regard he is an artist so it's not quite why I'm busy him doing an AEW but <laughs> I assume it's going to lead to something big so I'm I'm happily letting it play out for now
0: yeah it's a bit, yeah you know poor Ruddy. that's all I keep saying you know his, yeah. uh, his friends are just they keep forgetting about him bro it's crazy you know uh, <laughs> Charlie do you think this could be leading to a Cole O'Reilly return
3: yeah I do I do think that's what's going to happen. I'm very excited. but I, I don't sound excited, but I am very excited. I love Kyler Riley. <laughs> <laughs> and I love his tag team with Roddy Strong. I think they're great together. Um, yeah. I think so especially sweet. like if, if MJF and Adam Cole win the belts as well, Roddy's just going to come out. like They're going to be cutting a promo in the ring to celebrate. And Roddy's going to come out and be like, well, we're the first challengers. And Cole's going to be like, who's we? And then Kyler Riley's going to come out and it's going to be great.
0: And I hope that happens. Oh. And I'll be sad if it doesn't. But promos, I know Manny's yeah. fired up for Kyle O'Reilly.
3: To
0: tell <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows this, you know. This
1: is this is when you add, you know, fifty Tom Lawley. You you know you 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 haven't cut their promos for these two guys because you know. I don't know if I want Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly going out there.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> just talking weird. <laughs> where, did, where does Tom
3: Lawley
2: come in? Yeah, like. Can't He's they just have cool. it one of the 10 managers that are under contract? What does Filthy Tom get? <laughs> They're a trio now? Yeah. They're a fight <laughs> club. Fair,
3: fair they enough.
0: have banners.
2: Oh, I'm not against it.
0: Fair enough.
3: <laughs> or a Bobby Fish return. No. I'm putting oh, my foot be... down.
0: He's bold. No, oh, that, that odd gets he, so... He is Just bold, for the podcast right? content, we, we need that to happen yeah. on my front. You know? I don't.
3: I really don't. I've put <laughs> my foot down. He's banned. He's not allowed in any W. <laughs>
0: Charlie will put in some calls, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Son of us. Block too. it
0: from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh-huh. Roddy. Poor guy. Um next up we had the blind tag team eliminator tournament final. This was MGF and Adam Cole, as previously discussed versus Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Uh, and before the match, we kicked off with uh we had a fucking dance-off, Charlie. What <laughs> in the fucking PWG was this?
3: I know. Uh, I, I hated that I loved it because it was so PWG, and I loved PW- I still do really like PWG. It was just really funny. And I get, like, I very much don't like WWE-pilled stuff, but because I'm a hypocrite sometimes. What can I say? I enjoyed this. It was very funny to me. Yeah,
0: they did go full... Full, full PWG here, you know, mm-hmm. doing it on the big stage, doing it on AEW Dynamite, I don't know, you know, I don't think I'll be surprising anyone in listening to these podcast when I say, you know, it's not really my kind of thing, but, you know, uh, I, I just checked my phone for a couple of minutes and then they were wrestling, you know, uh, <laughs> Joe, how did, uh, how did this go down in the Halbert household?
2: You caught me off guard, but I thought it was fun, you know, I, uh, I, I'm always for, if you're going to do a bit such as this, you have to truly commit. I don't think anyone can accuse these four fellas of fouling you on that sure front. Um, it's definitely like a type of wrestling that I don't think the show needs to have a lot of generally. Mm-hmm. But top guys can break the rules, and MJF is kind of a an ongoing example of that, and his whole approach is an on that as of late. So the crowd loved it. So whenever the crowd is in the same to this degree, I'm going to be more forgiving of it. And frankly, they committed to it to such a degree. It was, like, oh, it was fun. It popped me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I mean, I, you know, I'm not like going to be rewatching every hour or anything. I thought it was, it was pretty funny.
0: Manny, what does uh, what does the book of Hooper have to say about dance-offs <laughs> before matches?
1: It killed the business, bro. I mean, I'm glad I was watching it. <laughs> oh,
3: you wasn't into the PWG match happening in front of eight thousand people?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a reason why it's not on. You know, on a streaming service, you know. Ooh, that
2: was awful. Yeah. Incredible way of approaching this conversation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, if you want to get like into like, like if you want to like get into it properly, it's like Adam Cole's like leading in, getting Max to lean into all of this stuff. Max is getting Adam Cole to cheat in matches again. Like, like they're just blending their styles. This is what's happening. It just so happened that Adam Cole decided he was back in PWG last night. So,
0: true friendship, man. You just don't get it, you know? <laughs> you and you, you old fucking analysts, you know? I mean, just.
1: I, mean, I never had a dance off with my friend, you know? I just usually just have, like, a <laughs> beer or some wings. I mean, I don't know.
3: <laughs> they went for Chinese <laughs> food. It's the same thing.
0: <laughs> so would you have preferred that before the match, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, before the match, yeah, you know, just, just not in the ring, you know what I mean? I'm glad I wasn't watching my family like the debonair thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. All
0: right, man. Um,
1: Even Desperado said it right, man. He should have been in public when he watched it. I mean, all
0: right, Manny, whatever. Um, (laughs) MJF and Adam Cole versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. A lot of fun to finally hit the double clothesline. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a mashup theme as uh, MJF mm-hmm. and Adam Cole made their entrance. MJF was just purely elated by this surprise by, from Adam Cole. Um, and, yeah, man, they're they they looking out like quite the friends out there, you know, matching gear, uh, trunks, jackets. MJF did a dive. Is how much Adam Cole's getting into him. You know, he's got him doing dives and he's doing the indie moves now, Joe, you know. Um, and like I said, they, they hit the double clothesline for the win. Um, Jericho got aired by Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara as they made the way back up the ramp. Uh, so, of course, that's uh, planting some seeds further there. Uh, what else did we have? There was the awkward bout moment. Adam Cole picks up the AEW World Championship and he has, you know, he, has, he, he admires it for a second and MJF courts who catches him in the midst of this and he's not happy about it but they calm down, they hug it out, they're still great friends and they won the tournament, Joe. Uh, what did you think of the match, mate?
2: It was a really good time. You know, I think Max has basically worked, he's pretty much worked three house show matches in this tournament, Max and Cole and I, I say that as a loving endorsement because I love that kind of wrestling and when you're as over as, as these guys are, you can do that. And the people at home are having as much fun as the people in the building, you know? So I've always really, really fun. Um, they had, you know, Sammy was able to, especially late, was out sprinkling some of his like high spots and stuff. And Garcia was obviously willing to play ball with the shenanigans that, that emerged throughout the first <laughs> two thirds. So uh, I enjoyed it. I'm really intrigued as to what, that formula looks like when married with FTR's formula of, like, you know, kind of fundamental heavy, you know, hard-hitting professional wrestling. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to put a lot of time in that collision match. Man, it's going to be very long, that tag title match. So <laughs> well, I'm intrigued works. as to, like, what, you know, like the kind of overlap will be there stylistically. Like, genuinely interested. I think it'll be great. So I like this.
1: I really hope they, they take that match very seriously and they don't do any of the bits before the matches yep. like they did in the first two. But I really think that's going to be a really great match between uh, four really good pro wrestlers. So Uh, I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, Charlie, would you... uh, You know, I know you love the dance-off and you love your PWG, Mm -hmm. but, you know, talk talk to us about the wrestling, MJF. You know, Uh, Adam Cole's rubbing off on him like you previously mentioned. He's hitting dives and shit now. He He's got to be huge. I thought
3: the match was really good. I really enjoyed it. These guys had a lot of chemistry in the ring and... It's weird seeing Max wrestle every week. Like, we bitched about it for so long. And now he's doing it. It's just like... And he's, like, keeping it fresh in that. It's great. i like to see it. Um, the match with FTR is going to be great. Like, everyone knows that. But I really enjoyed this one. I think... I still think Danny looks like a star in every match that he has. And considering the fact that he was in the ring with Cole and MJF, the fact that he still stood out in that scenario is pretty cool. So, shout-out to Danny Garcia, the wrestler. Yeah,
0: when it comes to Daniel Garcia, it's especially... Uh, and at least in ring, it's like whenever he's thrown in there with like real stars, whether that's Danielson, whether that's like Marks, whether that's uh, you know um, whether that's Last Night, you know he 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 always hold, he always holds it down, man. He, he's great, and uh, you know, like I said, if he, if he can hang with them, you know he's got he's got a good like um, you know reputation, you know with the audience, whatever you want to call it. And he's got his little dance that gets over as well, man. You know, Mm -hmm. crowd always pops for it. He's got got his things. People like him, you know. It's uh, it's good stuff, man. See what happens with this Jericho thing. Where do you see this one going? Uh, (laughs) Manny, where do you see Jericho? Uh, He's losing his two nephews, man. He's he's losing Garcia and Guevara.
1: I think we're going to see Jericho's final... Swanson, you know, this is gonna be the pinnacle of his last career. We're gonna see some great stuff, and um, with the uh, Don Callis family, so can't wait to see what's going on. And uh, I'm convinced, real quick, that uh MJF should be a baby face. Freaking rules. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think it sure should be. It feels like you probably. I think the play is probably getting to a point where the Roddy element we keep talking about is that him and Cole were actually around all along and they kick mm-hmm. the shit out of mjf you know and like really Absolutely. to a level where the crowd is like kind of disgusted by it now you have to be very careful with that because mjf is such a established villain that guys doing that to him could easily be framed as just like getting him before he gets you yeah but he people love mjf and if you keep just kind of chipping away at that perception I think the idea of Cole and Roddy both beating up Max and him having no friends to help him—I think people would absolutely boo that. <laughs> I think that would work. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of leaning right now.
1: I also think it's a mistake mm-hmm. that they're gonna if they do break them up, they do it so this soon. Yeah,
2: it should be a while. Yeah. It's it feels to me like, I mean, I I definitely think there's a chance they win the belts, and I kind of think they should, and they run it back yeah. at Wembley. But it feels to me like they're gonna do this next week, so they can wrestle each other at Wembley, which is like, it's very unfortunate. It is and it's kind of one of those deals where while I don't necessarily agree with it, you know, it's like I understand you want to have a world title match at Wembley. It's one of those things where timing sometimes kills you in that regard. Yeah. It's a shame. I
3: don't know, man. If like if they kept this going and then like they did this whole thing with Brody and Kyle, like challenging to a title match, and then mid match Cole just turned on Max and beat the shit out of him. Roddy and Kyle win the belts, and then Cole challenges MJF to a match. Like yes. that could be some real TV. Like that, I'd be been real into
2: up. it. Mm-hmm. That would be like a oh, full God. kind of horseman beatdown from mm-hmm. from the yeah. undisputed era guys, right? You
1: absolutely I like that there a lot. I don't like the fancy Booker, but I would have done it to around do. Thanksgiving <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> <You> <laughs> do. I I, I would have turned them around a, a special Thanksgiving or a Christmas episode of Dynamite, you know, to really that's fucking set essentially.
2: In. Yeah, I, I imagine, like that,
3: medic. Like, they do the, ta- the tag title match on, like, the Thanksgiving episode. And just, like, him and Cole have been friends for months. And then, like, the time of giving, he just turns on him. That Pete. That's real TV, mm-hmm. man. I'm all in on it.
1: Or you give him a Christmas gift and it's just, like, don't uh, you know, like a middle finger or something. I don't know. You just, like, <laughs> <get> in, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Suggesting yeah. ideas before you've even thought them out, you know. Only the Hooper. Real grabs, you know. Uh, but, yeah, um, hopefully they continue this a little longer. You know, I hope it does go past mm. next week, to be honest. Um, yeah. It'd be cool to see them win the bouts, man. It would, absolutely. And if they run back the... If they run back the rematch at Wembley, you know, I'm willing, I'm willing to sacrifice the world title match at Wembley for that, to be honest. Yeah, um, I'm not
3: all that fussed yeah. about a world title match. If yeah, just for the
0: sake of it as well. It's a
3: big enough match. Because, like, having two pay-per-views back-to-back... Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to be that fast if I don't see a world title match, if he's doing something cool <laughs> enough to, like, warrant it not being a world title match, so.
2: Yeah. Uh, just to be totally honest, as a fan who's going to Wembley, if FTR aren't wrestling the Bucks, I would absolutely prefer they wrestle MJF and Adam Cole in a rematch and not do the Max Cole match, personally. <laughs> um, I think there is a fair question to be asked as to them, what is the main event of Wembley, because...
3: I know what my main event would be. What
2: would be your main event, Charlie? Omega Takeshita. I am so this is the one because I think we're getting that right. So I mm-hmm. that was where I was kind of leaning, but I just I don't know if Takeshita, while he's obviously talented enough and <laughs> times 10, yeah, I don't know if his presentation has got him to that point mm-hmm. where, where it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm not against it. Yeah. I think the show's going to have so many. Like co-main events If that makes sense It's a co-main event ones. one day, He's just done for like He's really star-wise Yeah
0: <laughs> you, said on, you said you're not against it I'm putting my foot down You know <laughs>
2: What do you think though
0: Monty? Like genuinely If you do the tag They could you do
2: Punk
3: Jay White.
2: Yeah This is very This is interesting oh, oh, this is... JY's
3: main event In Tokyo Don't you mean Main event would be yeah.
1: M- That'd be good for his right?
3: too. It would be very good For his bit
1: <laughs> Yeah hey, I'm gonna tell you man this is a real fucking
3: match. People just saying no in chat. I'm sorry you don't like my ideas. <laughs> I'll
0: just punk, I'll just book Punk Omega and figure it out when we get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know? <laughs> it doesn't really <laughs> answer the question. <laughs> well, I'll say I'll figure it out when you get there, you know what I mean? Figure mm, it out on the night. Punk you, know?
3: 5. you can do Punk Joe 5 whenever you want.
1: Oh, I would, I, I would
0: do Niger and Omega, but you know,
2: that's just me you no, know that's what you'd do. <laughs> take, take it easy, bro. Nigrant wrestled for a while. I don't know if he needs to be taking those V triggers off in 2023, but we just warm up mm-hmm. to a little bit, man, you know? Take it easy.
3: Punk first uh, yeah. rookie main event. Absolutely. Well. Be a bad, <laughs> yeah. It's
2: just it's interesting. I, again I think there's gonna be about six different, like, really strong okay. co main events. It's just what actually mm-hmm. closes the show. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be fair, I mean Cohen MJF, like, would close the show because it would be for the belt. But, like, yes. I don't think it would be necessarily the match that would have Monty kind of going, this is the one, the, the big box mm-hmm. office is what it is.
1: How would you guys react to that match right there, Anthony Joshua versus QT Marshall?
2: Um. What? <laughs> I'd probably pop. <laughs>
0: probably would. Yeah. I think. Um,
4: <laughs> that's so. <laughs> okay.
0: It's wrong, you know. It's yeah, it's funny. Wrong. Um. I mean, uh, but yeah, F- FTR, they had the face-off with um, MJF and Adam Cole. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm fired up for this one, as Manny's already said. Four really good wrestlers having a fucking mm-hmm. tournament, you know? Uh, it's what it's I rolled about. my
3: eyes at FTR coming out and then immediately remembered I bitch that they didn't acknowledge the tournament. So I was just like, okay, I am being a hypocrite. <laughs> okay,
0: the, the state of Charlie, you yeah. know? Yeah, it
3: happens. It was a visceral yes, reaction. I was just, just like, for fuck's sake.
0: You just don't like the sound of real music, you know what I mean? Um, that theme song
3: is real catchy.
0: There you go, man. The have even got the theme. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, next on Dynamo. We had this promo with Darby and the best friends. and Darby asks Orange Cassidy if AR Fox can have a total shot. And uh, yeah. Orange Cassidy agrees, and that's how you get total shots in AW and our people. Uh, <laughs> I might try it with Joe, you know. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you know, goes Orange Cassidy, you know, I've got this friend, you know, and he's helped me a lot in the podcast game, you know, helped me fall my feet. And, bro, he would kick you know, the shit out of me, bro. I can't <laughs> get through this
2: podcast.
0: Hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we were over sixty. Imagine you know?
2: me taking beach break. I'd be dead. it the end of me. No, no.
0: no, but that's the story of the match show. He won't be able to hit it, you know.
2: Or would I, would I be? So, would my gimmick kind of be that I had him well scouted because I was a podcast reviewer? Oh. <laughs> I've seen yeah, all man,
0: and You, you know, yeah, you don't fall for a shtick, you know? You yeah. don't let the hands get in the pockets, you know? I'm thinking like, man's
2: you, wrestler. Okay, I like it. Okay. Manny's
0: in your corner, he'll fire you up, he'll make you feel like you've got these, you know what I mean? You're bringing the belt back on to England, mate, you oh know? Oh, God. Um, the
2: Hooper in like a tracksuit at ringside.
0: Knock <laughs> <I can't>, on, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: you give a playbook. When when the refs are I hit orange the lariat. I
0: know. <laughs> <Shoot>, on <Sonia>. him.
2: <laughs> I crawl over for the pin.
0: Hey, man. These are the things that we'd book, so, yeah. be careful when asking us questions, but, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> send us super chats, you know, so you can get the w- real questions in. Um I right, where are we? Uh, secret meeting, Don Callis and Jericho. Um, already covered this. Um, yeah, I think
2: so. We covered that.
0: I think we're at Blood best friends. Um, what? We, what else was in that promo? I feel like there was more, but like that just that I found that just so bizarre that like it just it's the yeah, only thing it, wrote down.
3: It was, it was just that, and then them doing the hands in thing, in Derby and Nick Wayne just walked away. And Chuck Taylor just kept saying Nick Wayne. And it just popped me. He just kept repeating his name.
0: Right, um, well, fair. No, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we've got to the, uh, we've got to the meat and potatoes now.
3: We had Don Callis and Jericho arriving at the arena.
0: See, that's what I fucking, ah. Uh, there you go. I put, I put Don Callis and Jericho, and that's all I had wrote down.
2: That was Jericho and they announced Royal
0: Rampage. Yeah, I know, that's what I mean, so I've confused it with it being earlier, but yeah, as Charlie said, Don Callis and Jericho arrive and they're asked about what the plan is and they don't say shit. So, uh, Mm -hmm. and now we get to the meat and potatoes, we get to Blood and Guts, the Golden Elite, the returning Kota Ibushi versus the Blackpool Combat Club with Takeshda, who is accompanied by Don Callis and also the returning pack, um, this was chaos man. Um I don't even know where to start. I guess I'll kind of go
1: well we start from the start.
0: Yeah, I was, that's what I mean like I'll start I'll just start with the start <laughs> too, you know? I mean, we we'll just fucking throw it. I was going to it straight to money, you know. But uh yeah, Claudio number 1 for the Blackpool Combat club. And it was Kenny Omega caught me off guard big pop surprised mm-hmm. me. He was number 1 for the Golden Elite. Manny, your boy Claudio, cool he was the uh, he was the workhorse, bro. He was the machine in there from the start. You know, he came out walking through the crowd looking like a fucking machine. You know, spraying the water over. Yeah, man, you look like an animal.
1: <laughs> look, I'm gonna say, so when you need the job done, you bring in the big guns, and that's Claudio Castagnoli. You know, he went in there to get this going, and him and Kenny, you know, they they did their stuff. You know, I, I think they had more in them. I can't. I can't wait for eventual, one on one between them. But man, this this was awesome from the start. I didn't. I didn't really like the the pack interactions that much when he when he came in because I feel like it was kind of like. I mean, I guess it was kind of forced to try to tell a story, but I mean, I didn't like. I I just didn't. I just didn't like them fighting over who was going to beat up Kenny.
2: It felt like they had to be overly heavy handed because they had to yeah. sell the ring of a match, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just you know. I I I know obviously they had not and the ring of one about build has been awful but to be fair they had a match for Claudio at least so that was kind of an yeah. unfortunate situation they had to make Sanford and it was very clear in that first segment when him and pack were disagreeing it was like oh so that's the match <laughs> you know that's clearly yeah. the match on friday So it is where it is.
1: but yeah I mean, I, yeah I I didn't like that part but besides that it was really fun stuff and then until nick jackson came in where he was a ball of fire and I'll just let charlie take over the nick jackson part
0: not <laughs> <laughs> <It laughs> like was a fucking year. relay race like as soon as he gets in, you know. Mid sentence he's like, Well Charlie, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, Charlie, if you want to talk about Nick Jackson, go ahead, man.
3: <laughs> he came in and he did his hot tag stuff and it was fucking great. He took some crazy bumps in that match, not even just like in that like in that opening section, obviously he was getting all his shit off. But he took some insane bumps during Blood and Cuts, like
4: Yeah. Like
3: that like the fucking what was it, the brain bust or the suplex through the chair and then going through the table in the middle. It was like it was just getting battered by everyone. But yeah, Nick did some really cool shit. I I Ooh. do not remember the order of people who came out. Who was it after that? T- Ute.
1: It was you. Yeah,
3: Um, it was pretty late. Did you? I don't know if we did.
2: I
1: can't remember.
2: It was, you know. No, no, it was Moxley. It was was Moxley. We were already, I think we've already missed Mox. Yeah, I was going to say, I I was going to say, You (laughs) you just went to Mick
0: Jackson. (laughs) 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 We'll
2: start from the (laughs) start,
0: you know. (laughs) Yeah, Jesus.
3: Because, it, is, it was like people weren't expecting Hangman to be the second person. Like, yeah. I don't know what order they were coming oh, up in this yeah, it's
0: Because Kenny of was it was first, Kenny in the
3: then, ring, yeah. and then they had Hangman come out. And their gears were different, which is, if you're a law freak like me, is something that you picked up on. Because Kenny's gear was very obviously a reference to Kota, and they were matching. And then no one knew what Hangman's gear was until Nick came out, and they were matching. So no, it's they're
0: interesting
3: wearing dark stuff. Colors. Hmm? Well,
1: mean, uh... They're wearing dark order colors. They were I feel like uh,
3: we, don't,
0: we don't talk about it. I feel like, uh, you know, the, the opening few contestants getting into the match, you know, uh, it was like, Claudia and Kenny, that's a great start, you know, the mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's nice stuff, man, you know, yeah. wrestling, it's just, it's Good nice, show. you know, it's nice to see. Mm-hmm. And like, and Nick Jackson, you know, he's so but we've already mentioned he comes in, he does his whole lot, he does his, you know, he does his hot tag routine. It's always mm-hmm. good shit. It's, it's nice. It's nice wrestling going on, you know. Yeah. But you know, this is, blood, this is this I'm is this is blood and guts, Joe. You know, yeah, it, this, yeah. this is this is blood and guts and I, he, I probably, until Mox got let loose in that cage, yeah. mate. You know, and that's when it all mm-hmm. changed. You know, I enjoyed the first <laughs> chunk, but in fairness,
2: it, it did make Moxley's arrival even more awesome because it was like. It was a really nice wrestling match. You, know, you were waiting for a pick on, and then Wild Thing hit and Mox had this like... He <laughs> just started stabbing yeah, totally people honest. immediately, bro. I mean, he's been the wrestler of the year multiple times over, but...
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I kind of think thought... John—I I, I that's the best John Mox I've ever seen last night, to be totally
3: honest. He right. was like... He went to he Japan, a... had a couple of death matches, and he brought all that shit back with him. He was wearing a Junker side there top. Was... It was good shit. Yeah. There was like a
2: palpable excitement as he walked to this cage. He mm-hmm. was like he seemed so thrilled at what he was headed into. He immediately began to stab people with a fork. And yep. the match honestly never looked back from that point in terms of the violence. Yeah. Moxley was the high and I think Nick actually was the highlight of the the uh, the elite team, the golden elite mm-hmm. team. But Mo, and it's not a slight anyone else because the matches like the match was very was very fun, but the but Moxley this was an all-time great War Games performance from John Monk so, like legitimately I thought he was incredible yeah. in this match. yeah he was
0: Absolutely. the game changer for me you know yeah. uh, so it's like you say so the as soon as he levelled up the violence like so he, he he continued like throughout for everyone yeah. throughout the match and that's when like, the spots just got all like, crazy violent and you know uh, shock inducing etc etc but you know, like I said, so it was really nice, really good wrestling from really good wrestlers, you know. And then Mox came in and that's when the fucking Mayhem and Chaos really felt, like Joe said, palpable in there, you know, like it was yeah. you could feel it, like the mood changes when Mox gets in there and just starts stabbing people, you know. Like that's, so the that's... glass
2: spot is some of the more sick because he gets All this right. bucket of glass and he like he just kinda of, he scatters it. In. Nick comes down, and he just immediately took a bump in it. And he was like, yep. fuck it. I guess let's just do it now. He <laughs> was like, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't have, like, a dramatic place for it. He just like, I need to get this bucket of glass in here. I mean, he yeah. he's so yeah.
1: awesome. Moxie just coming here, just stabbing people in the head and the stomach. And then just like, bro, he's fucking awesome, bro. He was wearing a signed a Junkin sign shirt. Nobody does that. Yeah. He was wearing a signed shirt, going in there with screwdrivers and Maiming people, blood everywhere. He understood the assignment, bro. That's all you can. A lot of these guys didn't want to get color besides Nick. And Moxie, they were just just like it was just awesome. Moxie was trying
3: his best to get colour. I don't know whether he was meant to cut Kenny and Hangman open. It just wasn't working because he kept going back to it. Like he tried for a good like two minutes to get colour on one of them.
2: By the end of this match, he legitimately looked like he was like he'd walked up. Every time time they
3: got back. Every time they cut back, he was covered in more blood, and I—I don't know where it was coming from. <laughs>
2: you that he, wasn't bleeding. he was covered. It was—it uh, was insane. Absolutely like, insane. It
3: kind of looked like he'd scraped the back of his head on like one of those yes. like nails or the whatever the fuck they were like.
1: No, they were. They I think were, that's uh, what heads.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. I think yeah. When, he, when someone posted that picture last night. I saw that, but.
0: Yeah, he's a real animal, you know, like, uh, there's that real feeling of, like, uh, oh, Max has been let loose now, you know? You know? That's what you want in Blood Games, bro, you know? like You want blood that feel you want that... <laughs> blood, blood Games, games. fucking <laughs> rules, <laughs> wait a second. More, blood games, more games, Blood and Guts, <laughs> <laughs> Blood <laughs> Games,
2: you know? You figured it out? I will say I it to out. the... The announcers, these matches are really hard for the announcers and there's some things mm-hmm. they miss. but they did a good, very good job of, of establishing the idea that you just put across there, Monty, of, like, when Moxley making his entrance, they were like, this is the match designed for John Moxley to be most... Done. It it captured it very nicely, I thought. So, yeah. credit to them on that match, at
1: least. I don't know if a man is supposed to bleed as much as John Moxley. I don't know, but... I don't, but I'm I don't glad know where he, he I'm, gets it from. Yeah, I don't know where he gets all that blood from, man. He's oh <laughs> A, like, he was meant for and this he, company. He
3: didn't let up that entire match. Like if he wasn't down, like recovering from a movie, he was doing something. He just weren't <laughs> resting. Like yeah. he's oh, just like
1: walking he's... around, like looking for stuff to fall in and throw people <laughs> <Yeah>. towards. <laughs> You hear these stories Mm -hmm. of when the people lose that much blood, you know, they're dying. You know, Eddie Guerrero, famous story during that Brock match where he thought he was going to die because all the blood he Mm -hmm. lost. Bro, Mox, he will lose double that. Like, this is the kind of guy we're dealing with, a true sicko that loves this sport. And the day he leaves, is going to be a sad one and we'll never recover from Mm -hmm. this,
3: you know? i got to say, the placement of the Red Cross ad, like people are talking about it in chat now, that was, it made me laugh a lot. Like, what a fitting ad to have during Blood and
1: Cards. That was a uh, always interesting
0: that placements you know um mm-hmm. but yeah the violence really picked up including the uh the bed of screwdrivers which was a very very scary visual you know um kenny omega was the first person to feel uh the wrath mm-hmm. of these crazy john moxley toys that he brought to the ring you know um <laughs> yeah, man. He sets him up and Muxi goes to throw Kenny Omega into it. Omega puts his foot in the way, which looked pretty painful to start off with. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he looks like he's going to reverse Muxi into it. But, nope. He gets drop-kicked into this bed of Phillips screwdrivers. And uh, and then it falls on him <laughs> as yeah. well. It was brutal, man. This was definitely one of the more brutal spots. And uh, that came into play a few times, that, that bed of screwdrivers. But... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, there was, a lot, there was a lot of spots going on there. Yeah. There was, uh, they got up on top of the cage, uh, pack hung from like the roof of the cage and then like a stomp. Was it to Nick Jackson? Uh,
1: yeah, they, I can't yeah. believe they almost they almost missed that, bro. That's super crazy. Yeah. Like, how do you miss yeah. that?
3: <laughs> I'm glad they got the replays from like every angle possible because mm-hmm. the angle they showed the initial one on was a bit shit. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> I also like how Tony Schiavone acted like he's never seen a double like a double stomp before.
3: Yeah, but mm-hmm. have you seen a double stomp from someone literally hanging from the rafters of a cage? Like, I
2: Unfo- thought Tony was actually really good in this match, but he had one very unfortunate moment when, when Claudio was getting ready to feed the buckshot and he was waiting for a long time and Tony was like, he sees him coming. He was like, <laughs> folks... Claudio, is, he sees him coming and before he was just out to the stand there and take this boat. I mean, it's what it is. Shit happens. There's so many moving pieces. I don't mean it as a criticism, yeah. but Tony probably shouldn't have had, just guessed on that, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was quite the deal, but it is
3: what it is. When um,
0: everyone talked yeah. the
3: cage, I thought someone was about to die. Yeah, that's because, like, your reaction said like, as
0: much as well, Charles. <laughs>
3: yeah, my reaction on the Twitch live stream, I was just
0: like, "Oh my god!" So you've never watched <laughs> wrestling before, you know? You thought, like, Mick <laughs> really? Jackson was—you thought Matt Jackson was just going to like kill a young weirdo, you know? And all they that. threw
3: Tommy <laughs> <laughs> off the top of the cage last year. Like, there was a full chance that he was coming yeah. off the top of that cage. I actually,
2: like, I'm not a big fan of the deal where they climb up, but I actually was pretty cool this year. There was no big stunt. They teased one, and then they just used it for that legitimately, like, innovative mm-hmm. deal where he, where he threw the uh, – he dropped the tax through. That, that was, like, was actually so a cool, cool. idea. Yeah. That was
1: good. They, annou- they announced a new match for Death Before Dishonor. And yeah, I got to say, man, these guys are fucked. Master Watto, Taguchi, and Leon Ruff against the Mogul Embassy.
3: <laughs> okay, that's – that's such a random. I mean, it's always going to be a random match because it's a trios match.
2: Who's but... okay. fucked? Wait, the the wrestlers or the promotion? <laughs> the YouTube pay guys are fucked. Oh, okay. like, when <laughs> you said it, I thought you meant like Ring of Honor.
1: He's oh, like, no. These guys are fucked. Tony Leone's going to eat them alive. It's, it's done. I got you. I got you.
0: He's a loose cannon, man. Um, but yeah, war games, bro. Uh... Violent, a lot of spots, a lot of stuff that'll make you squint, a lot of stuff that'll make you crawl you know. (laughs) And. uh, uh,
3: Korobu's entrance. Him just like soaking it in, because he didn't really know how to react to the crowd. It kind of felt like, so he was just like soaking it in as he walked to the ring, and they did the same spot twice where he went through and battered everyone. But it was just cool enough that I popped for it both times. So, God, I love Korobu. I was very happy to see him in an AEW ring.
0: Yeah, man. I think loads of people were happy to see him last night. Absolutely in Boston when uh when he came out, like you said, he got a huge reaction. And him, you know, figuring out how he was going to take it in was quite a hilarious watch for me. But God bless him, yeah. you know, he ain't been in he hasn't been in front of a crowd making like real noise like that in a very long time. So, uh, yeah. it, and obviously, you know, uh, getting that kind of love, even if he was you know wrestling in front of crowds every day, it still would have been something last night. So. yeah. Um, you know, reunited with the rest of the elite, completing the golden elite. Of course, Kenny Omega oh. being the one everyone wants to see him interact with, and you know that that they did. Uh, John goes being in, in there; that, it was just
3: yeah.
0: Uh, Moxie the... had Omega kind of you know begging for mercy, almost. she has to come in and throw some strikes, you know.
1: You know? I, I do want to say the thing. One of the coolest spots of the match is when Kota came in. He just started shoot punching Moxley and his fist got all mm. covered in blood. And then when Moxley mm. went to when he Moxley went to guard position, he was just over him. You know, just just laying into him. I thought that was awesome.
3: Oh. He was throwing. Mm. He was the punches. He <laughs> I <wouldn't>
2: have, <laughs> I personally wouldn't have singled that spot out. But, you know, <laughs> that's why you're the Hooper, man. I mean, those those no, punches that's... were in the same cage as Mox definitely that <laughs> is like genuinely i i mean this is sincerity abushi's thing was a moment he was not mm-hmm. able to pro- provide the performance that we had kind of got carried away expecting because we know that he he's fucking yeah. nuts but in yeah. a weird way what he what he did produce was almost it was so incredibly on brand in how like bizarre it was and he's yeah. Truly one of the more unique wrestling geniuses that we have ever come across in in the great sport of, of professional wrestling. Like he's like he appeared to, he appeared as though he didn't quite know what his role in the match was, which made it infinitely yeah. funny to watch him like kind of walk around, like oh, Yeah, he didn't really fun. do
0: much, man. Yeah, like, it was
2: it was he, fascinating. He had, he had
0: his moment he had his moment, he had his face to face with Mark. Yeah. He threw some cool punches and strikes and he kicked a few people. <laughs> You know, he done he done the moonsault onto the, on the screwdrivers, yeah. onto, um, sure was it Marks? I think it might have been Marks. Yes. Yeah, it was Marks, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he, like, you know, he had his little moments in it, but as an overall yeah. package, it was just kind of walking around, vibing, and...
3: Yeah. <laughs> he had <laughs> that exchange with Takeshita, which I later found out was in picture and picture so good shit there. Yeah. He,
2: it very much, I mean, let's be fair, like... This match did not need more talent, so it wasn't like they were, not you know, like they were short on glass to do things. It was, it was fascinating to watch him in this setting. Um, it's no big deal because of what we said earlier. I mean, he's wrestled a couple of matches in two years, and he re-injured his shoulder the last time he's out. So it's, it's not going to be dramatic, but it was. It was quite the watch. Um, Lots to like here, though. There was, there was a lot of good stuff. It was very, very fun. I think he's probably. <laughs> um, I need to re-watch Blood and Guts too, but I think it's. Probably the best blood and guts they've done so far, I think. Um, um yeah, two was a good time though, I will say. Yeah. I, have to, I have to revisit, but my gut feeling when I watched it was that was the best one. So, I think, I think she was
1: the most, like, the most yes. iconic moment with Angelo Parker hanging upside down. Yeah,
3: upside that was nuts.
2: Yeah, I think this one was more even in that I felt mm-hmm. like I was always having given something to enjoy. Where I think two had a lot more like quite, you know, quite noticeable ups and downs. Um, yeah. But two probably has more, I don't know. I was going to say two has more it memorable is. moments, but there was some crazy shit in this. Yeah. Thing, so maybe not. I th-
1: I think I think one, no, I think three was a better match, but two had the better moments. That's like the yeah first Anarchy in the arena and the second one, you know, like. Right. I mm-hmm. think the second one was better, but the first one had better moments. I mean, I think both of them are really
2: good. The, the key thing with this match is genuinely is like, you have to... I think this, the fact that people tuned into this and I expect it to be like a 25-minute 1995 war games. Not 95, yeah. but it's a bad year for us. Like, we know what Blood and Guts is now. And I think you have to kind of approach it as its own thing. And within that thing, I think this was... I think this was the most polished effort from the performance view. Unfortunately, the production was anything but, right? And that's that's a shame and it, it hurt the finish, which we'll get to in like in more detail, I guess. But... Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, you too. Yeah,
0: there was a lot to like. It kind of uh, it was it was chaos, bro. It was not like yeah, said bro. like it was it was some real nice wrestling, you know, good wrestlers doing good shit, and then Mark gets in, and it's just fucking chaos, bro. And from then you get all these crazy spots. You get screwdriver tables. You get Kota Ibushi. You get fucking. You get this and that. You get, you know. Charlie worrying about Young Wheeler Utah's <laughs> life, literally.
3: <laughs> it was a valid um, concern.
0: I mean, man, um, but yeah, the finish is Wheeler Utah nearly dying. You <laughs> know, he gets hung up by Before Hangman. That,
3: Hangman and Kenny hit the last call. Like they finally mm-hmm. did it. They haven't. They've had a few matches, and they finally hit the last call. So that was a, a very cool moment. It. They it got
2: a really good
3: reaction. reaction people i'm I'm up I was annoyed that the commentators didn't call it what it was, but yeah. it is what it is the crowd knew what was up, so yeah
2: yeah, there was definitely some stuff that I think if you could have it back, they may i mean ideally they would just know it, but there was definitely something yeah. that felt like caught cool, the commentators off guard they would i think add it to the presentation if they if they had a, a better kind of grip on it going in um, mm-hmm. but it's very hard, I'd imagine to translate to the free announcers the <laughs> The many ideas within a 50 minute war games match, so yeah. you know yeah. it kind of is what it is. Uh, let's, let's talk about the finish a little. So, as you said, about you yeah, are,
3: getting to it now.
2: I, especially on rewatch, I actually think the finish is like kind of awesome in mm-hmm. theory, and like the idea of that as an addition to John Moxley's character and what that means for him as a character what that means for his place in Blackpool combat club and what that says about him in general, I think he's like really compelling. So I'm, I, I absolutely am for it as the finish. Um, Some timing issues slowed it slightly and didn't have it, didn't have the punch, but the main issue again, and it's, I feel bad constantly, you know, being the same drum, but like they just, they need to get that shot of marks, you know, it's like, I, yeah, it's, I can't imagine truly how hard it is to direct one of these matches. Like, I, I bet it is absurd. It's impossible. But if there's one shot you needed, you needed something of Mox here, right? You, j- you just did. And that was a shame because it-, it took – it made the finish much less dramatic than it actually, like – you know, it, it could have been. It could have been very, very mm-hmm. – it could have been very, very uh, impactful, I think. But nonetheless.
0: Hmm. It's um... – you know, like you said, Joe, it kind of he kind of let the finish down as a whole. You know, because uh, the finish is an idea, as a concept, it's it's pretty pretty neat finish. You know, um, it makes sense. You know, really, you take Moss gives it in for him, and it's just you know they just didn't they didn't capture the magic that they were supposed to. You know, um, Don Callis walked out with Takeshta, how could he? Pack walked out on the. And the whole of Blackpool Combat Club together because of disagreements with Claudio seemingly setting up the match at Death Before Dishonor. Well, it did. Never mind, seemingly it did. Um, and yeah, man, the Blackpool Combat Club, they were you know, they, they they had no match for the power of friendship, Charlie, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast. You know, they, they got the job done. The mercenaries weren't enough. And uh, Blackpool Combat Club, they just, you know, the uh the show ends with max kind of sat there dejected, kind of reflecting on uh what had just happened, disappointed as you know the elite the singing wayward sons they're, they're having a great time you know kenny and, Ima- uh, uh, kenny and Omega. the kenny Omega, Kenny omega and they the hugging in the ring you know we got the cool mm-hmm. shot of them together and uh yeah man that was that was war games that was war games there was some stuff after the show as well, but yeah. Yeah, what what do you think of like um? What do you actually think of the finish in terms of like storyline sense for Moxley? Uh, I was going to say money, but I'll throw it to Joe instead because he's disappeared on um, the.
2: It's very very <coughs> compelling. I I especially because of how the Texas Death Match ended, right? In uh, yes. that Revolution. You know, like, I I love it. I I think Moxley is like for all the violence and stuff that takes the headlines. I think he's actually like a very interesting. Um, character you know like the hangman fee was really interesting that guy. i remember when he had the line about like you make me a better man i think he said at one point and like this kind of idea of like moxley has like his very own moral compass that has been kind of apparent throughout his AEW run and it is maybe not traditional or conventional but there is certainly a sense that that he sees that he feels some sense of honor to what he does right yeah and you are you know, he he could have kind of just leave him there and, and, and let, you know, just hope Claudio make a difference, but he clearly actually cares about you. What that yeah. means for the combat club, I think is compelling, because I, I think there's a chance that that, like, kind of spells the end of his time in the group, to be honest. I think they really mm-hmm. might do that, because I think they may do the deal where Dragon, <clears throat> my apologies, folks, where Dragon um, doesn't even get why he would ever do that, you know, and kind of completely dismisses it, and they move in a different direction, so... Very mm-hmm. interested what it means for uh, for the Blackpool Combat Club and more specifically the Eddie Kingston program. Yes, Eddie Kingston can very reasonably say, you know, that didn't work out so well trusting the mercenaries mm-hmm. of Takeshi and Pack, and maybe just maybe if if Brian Danielson, who I know he's not around, but maybe he can do a promo, or if Claudio, even that would be even better if Claudio questions Moxley's decision. Yeah. Under pressure, if Claudio says I was, I was I wasn't handcuffed, there was no reason to surrender that match. That would give Eddie an awful lot of material, right? Like, so I don't know. I'm really into this, and I because Moxley has a lot of input on what he does. I'm excited to see kind of how he pieces it together.
3: Because, like, Claudio and Yuta have this bond where, like, they do all the tag matches and that. If you have Yuta being mad with Mox that he gave it in, because Yuta didn't tap himself. He, like, showed no indication of giving it in, which is why Mox did what he did, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, him and Claudio, like, being, like, going against Mox and being like, well, we could have had that. Like, why did you give up? Like, all it would have taken is another few seconds. Like, but Mox has been in that position himself. He knows what it's like to be wrapped in those chains. So... And oh, Eddie coming back and Eddie being like, "Well, I told you so," sort of thing. And Mox throwing it back in his face that he just left for Japan. Like, there's so much material there. It's going to be great for Moxie. Like over the summer when Eddie comes back, there's so much for him to be doing.
0: Yeah, man. Hopefully, you can. uh... He he just keeps powering powering on. It's John Moxley. It's just kind of what he does, Mm -hmm. now you know. You know, even if he's not quite rest of the year, he's always kind of up there, you know. Yeah, he definitely like top, up there. in that like top, top category, you
1: know. Absolutely. Um, he's oh. an animal. I want to say about the ending real quick is like, um, part of me was kind of upset that Moxie was the one that uh that kind of gave up for the team and all that, but at the same time, I think it's pretty cool. It's like another layer Moxie yeah. as a as a mm-hmm. character, and. He's just not this bloodthirsty heathen, you know. He's just, uh, you know, he's he's a guy that likes his friends and doesn't want him to die. You know, I mean,
2: he's he's. I mean, again, and it's especially interesting to go back to it once more that the Texas Death Match he conceded there in the end, right? Like yeah. it's there's a there's a limit that Moxley is is aware of that that is interesting to play around with. It's like it's like the old prize fighter who kind of is deep enough into his career and he realizes there is more to life than just bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And Moxley has tapped into these kind of bigger. I mean, I never forget the promo he cut about. Um, remember the one about like when he when he did the deal with his his child and his little finger, and he was talking yes. about like, that was what he was fighting for. Yeah, like Willie, you, you know, if we if we're treating this as seriously as they treat blood and guts, which is this could take years off people's careers, can change people's lives. They basically presented that as Willie, you could die, <laughs> was basically the way mm-hmm. they they presented that. And Moxley will go, I think, as dramatic as he possibly can in that regard. So, it's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> I think it's He's cool. going to
3: yeah. do his whole thing of, like, Willie Yuta being the young boy. He's got all his years ahead of him. They've got more behind him. Like, exactly, yeah. he was doing what he thought was right for him. Like, because, like, Mo- he- Moxley's got his kid. Like, he, he was, like, mm-hmm. Moxley, like, he he treats you that way. He's just, like, you're, like, you're just our young boy. It's, like, it's going to be good shit. I'm very excited.
1: I- I think this is one of some of the best uh character development we've seen in AEW from a guy yeah. that started in here all violent and when he has his kid, he's kinda of softened his stance a bit where he's like where he's still fighting for his family and all that Till now where he's like, oh, I don't want uh yeah. He's like soft hearted now. So it's a really cool stuff to see the progression.
0: Absolutely. Um but yeah, after after the show ends. We uh we get a promo from Kenny Omega and he's um he's basically being respectful to the Blackpool Comeback Club and mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those you know the, one of those in the feud promos that you may be familiar yeah. with where you know it's kind of look at look at what we've done to each other we've you know we've took years of our careers and it's built a respect between us you know I'm willing to kind of put my hand out and shake hands if you're willing to do the same and that's what they did they shook hands. And then uh, Kenny Omega also said that this won't be the last time we see Kota Ibushi in AEW. Um, we did not get the Tony Khan All Elite Kota Ibushi graphic, but you never know one day. Uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega assures us it won't be the last time we see him, so we'll see what's next. And I guess it's worth kicking around. Obviously, we've already spoke about marks, Um, but what, what about the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club and the Golden Elite? Like, when do we think we'll see Kota Ibushi back? What do you think Kenny and the guys will be up to at Wembley and all out? Um, Same with Mark Danielson, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm just wondering if any of you guys have got any predictions for what these guys are going to be doing next.
1: I, I think mm-hmm. we're going to get... a, uh, I think we're going to get Moxley and Abushi at Wembley, and I think we're going to get Claudio and Eddie at Wembley, too.
0: I like, it both. I like them both, yeah. you know? Was- Claudio versus Eddie was like... Fucking that first match in Ring of Honour, you know, yeah. um, one of my favourite matches of the year so far, to be honest. Um, I love that match, so if they run it back at Wembley, I'll be there, brother, you know, mm. I'll be on my feet. Uh, Holbert, you got any predictions of where you see this going? I know you've kind of already touched on the uh, on the yeah. Muck stuff, but... Just so you know, we got the, the Takeshita stuff as well. Like, you know, is yep. he gonna mm-hmm. get his hands on Kenny at Wembley? It like, um... feels
2: like it, yeah. I think you know, kind of individual parts will focus on more specific, you know, um, pieces of this feud. I think Kenny and Takeshita will spin off, and honestly, they've only just scratched the surface with uh, with the actual turn of Takeshita, right? Like, there's been yep. so much going on that they've kind of t- like. Cowles, obviously, is the focus, which is fine, but I think they even can do more, and hopefully they will in the next six yeah, weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So Kenny and Takeshda, I think we're getting Eddie and Moxley in a very kind of conflicted situation. I yeah. kind of feel like Claudio survives tomorrow and they do him and Pack again at Wembley, and Pack wins the belt there. Um, I I could be completely wrong on that, but I don't quite know what else Pack is doing, and he, sh- he obviously should be doing yeah. something significant, right? So that's kind of some uh, some guess in that regard. We talked about the Hung Bucks earlier, and I'll leave that there for
0: Charlie's sake. Mm. Is that your prediction, though? What Claudia unpack 2 No, Hung Bucks versus Dark Order. What, you think that's what they're going into next?
2: I mean, Feels the honest answer is like Definitely. no, because it sounds insane. Like I can't fathom it as like a but. It is kind of hard to figure out like what else they would be doing if not, because it, does, it certainly doesn't feel like they're doing the tag title match, right? It doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like you're going to do something as like the hung bucks. And then it's kind of, you kind of, that's the, that's the only thing you can assume watching the TV. I don't think it's what they should be yeah. doing, obviously, but yeah,
3: that's my guess. Yeah. I think I would really like it if the elite did a segment on dynamite and they started talking about all in and like, like basically give a mission statement of what they want. Cause like just set up stories that way. I don't.
0: Yeah, like, it'd be very easy for them, especially.
3: Yeah. especially. yeah. Especially with the elite. Like, All In was their baby. Like, that was their thing. Like, they made like the first one. So.
2: What Charlie's I saying is, she's saying, Hung Bucks in the Ring. I'm talking about All In.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Jeff Jarrett, My World Plays. That's what you're saying, <laughs> Rachel. That's what I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Satnam. You know, that's, that's what you're looking for, I think, right? That makes sense. It's good.
0: Mm, so I'm thinking that real.
2: <laughs> is it better or worse than the alternative? Is it worse than the t- If I'm, I gotta be fair. I gotta be fair. I the Dark Order fellas. Jeff Jarrett would <laughs> No happy. I one. know what
0: I'd rather see. <laughs>
2: Alright, fair enough.
0: I know what I'd rather see. we got a yeah. couple of super chats going somewhere. I'm not throwing them out, man. Um... yeah. I
3: just, I just need someone to point at the all in sign because it being up there and them not referencing it at all, like as the wrestlers, is making me very angsty. So.
0: Um, Nicholas Sturgeon 5 pounds Joe Heard you hated That all your supporters Were Tories Just to let you know You're welcome On Scotland Welcome in Scotland Joe What do you reckon
2: No thank you
0: Damn Damn (laughs) Shooting them down uh dunmaz five dollars kenny omega is the greatest of all time bro don't need to be t- taking the spots he did last night but he got slammed into a bed of nails for the love of the game there was a lot of people doing a lot of stuff for the love of the game last night you know uh charlie well,
2: that's a good point he's insane. yeah
0: charlie and um charlie and joe shouted out nick jackson he was uh Mm-hmm. He went through the ringer last night, brother. You know, <laughs> no. was it Log said there was a lot of people doing a lot of stuff in love with the game last night, but it was uh, it was chaos. Darren Walker, five pounds, says, Will you go? Will you guys be watching the ringer on a pay per view? I assume that's on a watch along, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, oh, Maybe,
1: I one,
0: but I'll watch
1: uh, uh, I will be watching that now. I've seen some of these cards, and uh, I'm ready to ride. Uh, and will any of you
0: be at the Rev Pro Show in August and who, top UK women, can Mickey James wrestle? Um, Windsor?
3: Yeah, it's got to be Alex Windsor.
1: Session Mubarakinas. Session
3: Mubarakinas. I mean, and... I couldn't imagine the type of match they would cook up and I don't know whether Rev Pro would do, put that on on the copper box.
0: Oh no man. Uh the Progressing Podcast, uh good friend of family, uh one ninety nine sub so, well, member of the family, you know, he helps us out with the Instagram page. Good friend, part of all the same. We appreciate him very, very much, especially when he sends through a little super chat, you know. We can't complain. Aight man, um well, what else did I have written down? I might have another subject, I might just freestyle it um we've already talked about the aw women's division i didn't mention though that Utah was a poor Utah man you know he, he got hung yesterday and now he's he's getting framed on twitter for saying the aw women's division because he's more than capable of having their own pay-per-view and uh i think judging off our conversation only about the women's pay women's division i don't think we think they're quite at the stage that they uh mm-hmm. they could should be putting on their own pay-per-view but It'd be nice if there were at that stage, wouldn't it? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, even like, you know, like WWE, I mentioned earlier, so they ain't doing a great job of uh, women's division either. But like when they, they done, when they done Revolution, bro, like it was cool, man. You know? It
2: was yeah. cool. So, you, know, yeah, you know? I mean, he was just...
0: You know.
2: He's being support. You was like... Yeah, no, what do you want him you to, know, to know,
0: say? He's no. <laughs> young dude, he, he ain't going to be like, nah, bro. Tony's fucking <laughs> Yeah, like, like, Oh, bro. no, man. Division's cooked, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said what you you meant, what you supposed to say. Like, yeah, I think they're capable. I think they're kidding. They're hundred percent capable. Like you know, it was that kind of vibe. So,
1: what was the context of the question? Good
2: question, Manny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? Do you want the full quote? This Manny's is
2: this a is big. Like... Manny's a big full quote guy. It's famous. Is,
1: oh, yeah. I mean, this is mm, like yeah. when like they said. Like, what is job ja rule thing? Like, who, who cares? like, I mean, like, who has, I mean, what, what this is, is not like,
0: the same,
1: it kind of <laughs> is actually. He's like, what does is, what is you have to do with the division? There, yeah. AW has like 50 coaches,
2: they <laughs> like, ask asking, Willie, you <laughs> he's just trying to do his
0: Um, I'm
1: so glad I put that out like this. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, many yeah, just to get his so own Yeah, cold, bro, and, you yeah. Get, you're meant to do that after the show, you know? <laughs> 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 Victory <laughs> lapping his own bit love on the air, uh, you know?
1: and yeah, when
0: you're good, you're fucking good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Look how happy he is with himself, <laughs> man. Ben <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dixon, $5 Australian, appreciate it. Should pack beat Claudio? Pack works a part time schedule as Ring of Honor Champion, free Claudio to watch singles on shows more than 10k people can watch. But Claudio can work those shows anyway, look. he's clearly not exclusive to Ring of Honor, look, he was just in fucking blood and Gut. so, you know, um, no, don't let that, don't let that, um, don't let that excuse slow past you, Ben, you know? That's what I'd say on that one. It's really but, hard. Um, to, it's hard. Should to Pac beat Claudio, though? I don't know. It's just I don't, I, don't know.
3: Either way. I don't watch a lot of Ring of
2: Honor. That's the thing, it's really hard to have a strong opinion on who should win these matches because it's like, Look, I don't mean this to be grip, but like it doesn't feel like this version of Ring of Honor is going to be particularly sustainable. Like, I don't know if they can do this much longer. I mean, I think it's going to change in the coming weeks and months, which is, I mean, that's probably what should happen because this pay per view roll up has been like insane.
1: So the the matches he added to the show are Commander versus Gravity, which I think is going to rule. Who's uh, that? So, Gravity is Bandito's brother.
3: Yeah.
1: Is he good? Yeah, he's cool. He look. He looks cool. He's, he's
0: been cool. on. He's
3: been on. He's been so been hold on,
0: money, 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 money. I'm have you watched him have a player. match before?
1: Yeah, I seen. I mean, he, anybody looks good against Ray Phoenix. I mean,
2: astronaut gear. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that bit. Yeah.
1: yeah, the the Righteous are wrestling the the Dark Order in a fight without honor. Samoa Joe versus uh Daunting Castle.
3: Wait, the Righteous vs. Yeah. Who?
1: The Dark Order in a fight without honor. A very pre- oh prestigious step. So, you know, yikes. And um, uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, I think I don't know if it's confirmed or not. I didn't see it because I'm not watching the show, but they said uh, uh Athena and Willow's main eventing.
0: They should, to be honest. I should. Makes sense, doesn't it, considering it's the yeah. only actual like, you know. It's, the only, like, match with story. Yeah. it's yeah. the only match that's been like built for this mm-hmm. show, if that makes sense. It's like, yeah, of course, yeah. Claudio versus Pac is a quote unquote bigger match, you know, but like it hasn't Yeah.
1: This
0: you know, this feels it's like it's been built, like... built to this point with real purpose, you know. With
1: yeah, and it's Ashina. not like it's so big that it has to close the show. Nah. You oh,
2: know, like not by any means. Yeah, I'm so. with
1: you, bro. Wait, Commander's also Bros and Bandito. I don't know about that one, brother. But
0: mm.
4: hmm. huh. yeah, Charlie doesn't Talk... altering
3: *Ring of Honor* and *Rolls here Hearing about the actual, the match of the actual main story of *Dark Order* and the *Righteous*. I mean, <laughs> fair. Yeah, I did do that.
0: We yeah, have Ibu is in the chat. Uh, Ibu, I hope you're having a, you know, I hope you're having a productive day at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you're you're doing what you're meant to be doing, you know. Good for uh, good for Ugo, you know, doing what he's meant to and not not distracting us on this podcast, you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um <laughs> he says with a 4 you in super chat. Scorching tag, AEW's women's division is lacking. Anyone point this out?
1: No, that is a good point. We should talk many,
0: about many it. Many many got pretty heated about it earlier. Yeah, let's uh, let, let's get into it. So if you haven't noticed that AEW's women's division is um hey <laughs> 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 we just go, all in, go into it again right. for another 25 minutes you know? yeah. <laughs> um, Alright so we're 1 minute 55 We're 1 minute 1 hour 55 minutes into this podcast You know what because I'm a completionist I want us to get to 2 hours So I'm opening up the floor To the live chat And to my fellow co-host To just kind of throw some
1: subjects yeah. Or random questions at us Go on man how long did you guys go on Twitch after I left? Do you guys keep going or?
3: We went on for a little bit.
1: We didn't go that long. <laughs> <laughs> Great question for content, you know. <laughs> um
3: well, I <laughs> wanted to talk about Aussie Open a little bit. Because yes, it's do it. That's bit. a good
0: one. That is a good one. So Carl Fletcher was on AEW Unrestricted and he was talking about the reasons why Aussie Open song for AEW. You know, pretty standard interview question and he he basically said what quite a few people suspected, Charlie being one of them. She had a mm-hmm. Not to not to bait her out, but you know she had a little bit of a victory lap in a circle, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a little bit. But yeah, man, Kyle Fletcher basically said that they they're looking for stability. You know, that's what that was one of the main things that they wanted. They directly asked New Japan if you know, like, are you gonna give us stability? And they were like, yes, but not right now. And uh, you know, they had the offer from AEW clearly, and they. Uh, that's where they've gone and found their stability in AEW and of course I know the AEW fan base is very happy to have them. There's a lot of the New Japan fan base that were kind of uh, bitter about them leaving thinking it was kind of like a poaching deal even though we know AEW don't do that with New Japan. Um, but yeah man, AEW, uh, AEW ended up with Aussie Open a great signing for them and bizarre that New Japan didn't immediately sign them up when the opportunity presented itself so Interesting, isn't it, Charlie, when uh, you wrote about these things?
3: (laughs) Mm, Really is interesting. Because it's like, New Japan obviously had value in Aussie Open because they made them double tag champs. Like, they clearly saw a lot with them and wanted them to do a lot for the company. But at the end of the day, the wrestlers are real people and they have to think about their futures and their stability. Like, just before they signed, well, we don't know when they signed, like, officially, but just before it was announced they were signed, Mm -hmm. like, Mark Davis got injured, like... If they didn't have yeah. contract stability, like who knows what, like what would have happened with that? So I'm just happy for them that they found somewhere where they're happy to work and they have that stability and they get the success they deserve, man. Because they've been awesome for ages, so they deserve the big stage, whether it's in Japan or America. So
0: yeah, definitely Aussie Opener. They the definitely have emerged as one of the premier tag teams in you know in the worldwide landscape mm-hmm. of wrestling. Um, made a great name for themselves last year. Uh, had been quietly building to get to the point to have a breakout year like they did last year. You know, it's not like they literally just came out of nowhere. Um mm-hmm. They've been they've been great for a minute, man. So um and not like Charlie said them getting the them getting the contract and the stability just before Davis went down is kind of like why. You know, it's good that they cut out of New Japan when they did because they didn't have that, you know from what's been said, at least, they didn't have that stability in New Japan, which is, again, bizarre. Really bizarre stuff, Joe, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the issue is that while they get Aussie Open are great, they just they don't see a value the tag division that much. So, even as the IWGP tag champs, they're like, oh. you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's bizarre. I mean, I would say that people should probably learn from this not to, like, police the loyalty of wrestlers, but people will not learn that at all. So, I'm just going to no. say... God
3: right. so, oh, Bless. I do understand like New Japan fans being upset, but it's not like they're never going to go back. Like they've openly said that they will still want to work with New Japan and they can do that being signed with AEW. Yeah.
1: they're
3: like, going to be the G1, they, right? Yeah, like that's what they. Um, you... and Alex Coffman were alluded to. I'm just going to ignore. But get up right now. If you're out two.
0: Where's the theory Cons- you, you've derailed us now, you know. <laughs> well,
1: sorry, Charlie. um uh, uh, I don't know what conspiracy- you're enough, My conspiracy theory is that New Japan doesn't want to sign these wrestlers, so they're just hoping AEW signs them, and then they just, you know, they just get their dates on them when they can, and then they'll have somebody else pay them, and they, they don't have to worry about what a WWE and them taking their talent away forever.
2: It also is like New Japan are definitely different in the way they approach these things, like. They mm-hmm. absolutely are fine with the idea of guys just kind of – especially guys in town just coming in and out, you know. Yeah. It's like the the Jonah thing, when everyone like got really fired up about it, how could they not have him under contract? It's like, because I don't really give a fuck. Like, he, <laughs> he, yeah. came, he came in, he did the do with Ocada, and it's like, you know, he's what he is. So. Obviously, mm-hmm. different talents here, but you get my point. Yeah,
3: yeah, but same premise.
2: Uh, yeah, they, um. I, I don't think – I guess when you get to that point, you better relationship with these guys for as long as they had. The fact they didn't have a contract on the table, I don't think they were like stunned, probably, but what happened? They're partners of AEW, so yeah, it is what it is. I'm
3: just happy yeah. for the boys, absolutely.
0: absolutely. Well, speaking of poaching, Shytown Spurs, <laughs> this is one of the more incredible stories of the week, you know. Um, Shytown Spurs, five dollars. He says, Tony Khan. Said some things about Saudi, and now they're trying to poach Marco Silva by paying him 20 million a year. TK really pulled it better. So, for the people who have no idea what this football talk is, this is of course a soccer and Fulham Football Club related. They have a very good manager in Marco Silva, who was uh, he's doing some nice work with Fulham. Man. They're definitely overachieving uh, at the moment, and a lot of people put it down to the manager. He's really kind of like the core of. Everything good at Fulham at the moment. Tony Khan, um, well, just to give even more background, Saudi Arabia are officially very heavily into the football game. You know, they've signed Cristiano Ronaldo into their league and they've sold a bunch of other big-name players. So, they're spending a lot of money right now. Uh, Tony Khan has came out against this in an interview saying, uh, you know... Um, Money can help you get away with anything that includes murder. A lot of the Saudis are basically doing whatever they want, you know. And um, a lot of people have been moaning about the Saudis, but like I said, Tony Khan came out and said it as an owner of a football club. And um, it's came out today that uh, I can't remember exactly which Saudi Arabian football club it was, but one of them was- basically offered Marco Silva, the Fulham manager, 40 million. Which is unheard of for a football manager or any manager really? or any sport. <laughs> Forty million for a two-year contract, which I think works out to like four hundred k a week or something stupid <sighs> like that. Which is again completely unheard of for a manager to make money like that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you US guys who listen to these podcasts know like Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola and these sort of managers—they are not making that kind of money, bro. Like <laughs> they are not making twenty million dollars a year. So. Uh the Saudis are going hard after Tony Khan's goal, you know. And uh you know, so the cons- the team foil hat people up, money. I suspect it was uh, in retaliation to Tony's comments. Um maybe they just want a new manager, but Saudis yeah, are going, uh, the Saudis are hard in the
1: game, you know. I don't want to paint. I don't wanna butcher the team's name, but Alhani. Is uh-huh. it a, a football club? It's it to... one
0: of them. Uh, the uh, the Public Investment Fund, or whatever it's called in Saudi Arabia, they've bought like, the top four teams in the Saudi Arabian League and they're the four teams that are like, buying up and making all these big financial plays. So, you know, the, that's the team that's also on Ronaldo and all those guys. So. Um, yeah, man. Uh, someone I don't think it was a Super Chat, but it was a pretty fair topic to bring up. Uh, someone said earlier about well, why is Tony Khan put this death before this on Friday when there's a, there's a lot of competition, including, speaking of soccer, I think uh, Messi's MLS debut is like on the same, like going, where is it? I'm going to find it. My bad people. Wait, he's playing tomorrow? Uh, where is it? Here it is, Cody Willis. Um... Topic, Why would Tony Khan do this Ring of Honor pay-per-view on a Friday night against heavy competition SmackDown, USA in the Women's World Cup, M- Messi's MLS debut, and then there's literally nothing on Sunday. Yeah. Um, That's... Definitely fair to bring it up. Um, was the
3: last one was... Have all the Ring
1: of Honor pay-per-views been on Fridays? The last one yeah. was...
0: No, a couple of them were Saturdays. The last one was
2: Friday
1: because it was just many weekends. Weekend, yeah. yeah. well, you can't go against collision, you know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, but Sunday. Yeah,
2: Sunday? Sunday's our usual oh,
1: pay-per-view
2: yeah. day. I Honestly, I think the bigger question is right. why did that? they probably should have put it before the G1 started. We're, you know,
3: yes. We're talking
2: schedule. I, I mean.
3: People are talking about, like, the booking of Ring of Honor and that. Tony decided when this pay-per-view would happen. He knew that Eddie wanted to do the G1. I don't understand, like... Why people aren't like they're just like oh you guys need to let Tony cook and it's just like what is he cooking though <laughs> like
1: there, there was a new report that just came out I mean I don't want to read it all verbatim but like they said that a lot of ch- a lot of stuff changed and all that because I, I I read it a while back so I don't remember but they think they said no like, no oh you know Monty can read it
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> they read any I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs>
2: I think, like, I mean, this is not, a, you know, not to be spiteful because I, I love Ring of Honor. I hope a lot of people yeah. buy it, but I don't, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know yeah. how many people are going buy this show if it's on fucking Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, it's, no one's buying the show. It's what it is. I mean, a couple of us sickos will watch yeah, it and we'll have that's a good very time. Sad, to be honest. It's gonna do no, you know. He gonna... didn't know
3: Mark was going down with a knee injury, or that Joe's schedule would be freed up because of Hollywood. <laughs>
0: Some people okay, are claiming yeah. self-sabotage, which, you know... That's
1: funny. Yeah, they, supposedly, so Samoa Joe was supposed to be busy. He wasn't even supposed to be on death before the honor, but the, the writer's strike, mm. you know, mm. you know, let him be on the show now because, you know, he can't work, so... Um,
0: really? Yeah. Ben Dixon works. asked a couple of questions in the chat. Uh, was it Ben Dixon? No, Darren. Ben Dixon someone who says self-sabotage, but... <laughs> Uh, Darren Cahill asked if the Saudis bought Newcastle. Yes, they did. Um, so they've got a Premier League team as well, uh, as well as trying to like you know boost up the own league and get everything popping off over there. I
1: and, you uh, a lot of I didn't know. One, I didn't know when can buy multiple teams in the same league and all that. They so know you can't buy multiple
0: the... teams in the same league uh, in the Premier League, but obviously in the Saudi league, it's all it's literally like. <laughs> It's the Saudis buying them, you know, so it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to work it out over there, but I think they're just, I think they're just having a fun time and just doing what they want at the moment and just throwing around millions and hundreds of millions (laughs) of pounds around. So, um, but yeah, man, they, uh, they're going crazy over there. They are going crazy over there. And, um, he asked how much does Pep make? Um, I don't have the exact figure, uh, if I had to ballpark it, I'd say probably about 12 mil a year. Something like that. If
1: you want to talk um, about football, I'll talk about Miami just signing all these old Barcelona players, you know, just a to...
0: beast. <laughs> it's fucking beast, bro. It's one of my favourite stories of the football transfer window. You got Messi there. Then you get Busquets. We've just signed Jordi Alba. There's talk of them signing Iniesta. Like, you know. Iniesta. <laughs> it's hard, bro. Um... It's art man. Um That's what you should be doing in MLS is just sign players or attractions, you know what I mean? But anyway, enough football talk I'm getting carried away, you know. Can can tell money, all kinds of stuff with his team floor, huh? Um
1: Oh they just signed in
0: yesterday. <coughs> <laughs> uh, we got a couple of um no, we've got one super chat. Um Darren Cage, he, he says five dollars. It was clear early on in Ring of Honor, uh, it was clearly, it was clear early on. Ring of Honor was destined to be Dark Two Point I don't think anything changes because TK doesn't have to change it, and that makes me sad. Same. So. Yeah, he was. Um,
2: uh, you know, I think he was hopefully get a TV deal of some kind. Once that, once it was on a club, like it always felt like. Unfortunately, the right was on the wall. On the wall. Um, These yeah. I mean, like I, I remember being excited for the initial tapings. There was very quickly a kind of adjustment of, like, these are going to be bloated. But without a TV deal, like, that thing was going to struggle. Because even if he did this perfectly and he nailed it, I don't know how big the audience is to subscribe for $10 to watch an extra TV show each week, you know? So it's like
4: Mm, my my genius taking
2: it is a fan of Ring of Honor is – it seems to me like Ring of Honor kind of reached its natural conclusion, mm-hmm. and Tony buying it simply gave us the legitimately worthwhile extension of the FTR Briscoes trilogy. And like, I not everything lasts forever, man. I fucking love that question. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be doing this shit, but like, there seems to be no interest in that show being on TV. You know, it's the brand isn't that strong outside of our circle. Yeah, it needs it
0: a It needs it needs a lot of work. Cause... In terms yeah. of like the brand itself, before yeah. you can even think about hoping to create a demand for it to be on TV or mm-hmm. even on fucking YouTube at this point, you know. Um In terms of like a potential seeing him, you know, look, the first week they had like 15k, didn't they? 15k mm-hmm. people signed up to it, I think it. Mm-hmm. Um I think the Ring of Honor pay-per-views, the ones that were doing really well when he first signed, when he first bought the company, were doing like, what, 25k? Twenty five, thirty five k. Yeah, I think I think they could have they could have settled around if they were do, if they were right. doing the show that like me, and Manny were hoping for. You know, right. but <laughs> even
2: still, like you know, if sure. that's like the ceiling, it says something, right? And it's yes, the, absolutely. the reality is that Ring of Honor, its height was never like truly transcendent in popularity. But we have to be honest about what it was in the years before. I mean, before Tony bought it, unfortunately, he lost a lot of that, you know? It's just yeah. – I don't know, man.
1: I'm not going to lie to you, man. I canceled my subscription. I said, fuck, I ain't paying for that shit no more. I mean – Yeah. Now, think, how, think
0: how many started this journey, Yeah,
2: I do want to stress that, like, that doesn't mean he's done a good job with it. And clearly, the TV should be way better, as we've discussed previously. But I do think there is, you know – I don't think he's missing out on some, like, you know, box office TV so, opportunity. I mean, this is
0: what
1: he is, I think. There's only, there's only so much I can blame him for because, like, the Indies suck. I mean, there's not really that – there's not that kind of next generation of crop you want on there. Then whatever next generation he does have, he has them on Dynamite. And he just has, like, the the people he doesn't want to use on Dynamite and uh, Collision on Ring of Honor.
2: That's fair enough, though, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure the wrestlers yeah. would rather be on those shows too. Yeah. And
1: you think, I mean, I, with all the talent that he does, because, I mean, look, some of those talent we Ring of Honor right now are freaking good, like Willie Mack. You have the Kingdom, yeah. The fucking Lucha yeah. Bros are on there and all that. Like you can, you can do stuff with this, and it's just it just seems like there's a many effort into but it.
2: What do we always say when it's, a, when it's a top talent and they're on Ring of Honor? We're always like, oh, they should be on one of the two TV shows because that's yeah. the reality of where they're at. Like, Athena is my favorite women's wrestler. I've been a fan for years. I'm so glad to see her having this run. I would like her to do it on national TV now. You know, it's yeah. like, now, clearly that's not a thing against the letters ROH, because I love ROH, but it is what, I mean, it's, it's not a real thing. So, yeah. it's like.
1: It's, I only say, because it's only more noticeable with the, with the tag teams, because AW yeah. doesn't have any tag teams right now. They can be using the workhorse men instead of using Man's Job Guys. They can be using the Kingdom, the Lucha Bros. Uh, who else is on there? There's, there's just a bunch of other teams that they can be using instead of, like, the depleted tag team. The
2: one thing I would like to see them try is I just never believed in the idea of doing a TV product. I didn't yeah. get why it had to be a TV. If you haven't got a TV deal, do events, you know, and and try and figure out a way to use on a club, funnel people to on a club for for a monthly, maybe a couple of months, maybe you do know, a weekend in those occasions of events and put together some cool some cool lineups because clearly you can yeah. do that. You can throw cards together with that roster easily. Mm-hmm. I just do not think there was like a genuine thirst for let's give this give the people another two hours of TV behind a paywall. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I would like to see them at least explore that shift. Again, you're talking a low ceiling, but I'd <clears> like, <throat> like to try that at least.
0: So yes. Uh short on Spurs, $12. Uh the moment RH tapens moved to collision, it was doomed. So it's CM Paul's <laughs> fault if you think about it. That's yeah. a funny that's, bit. That's but aggressive. I also
3: got to see Despy beyond the Ring of Honor tapings. So it's a win for me.
0: <laughs>
2: if nothing else, and if the end is nigh, which it may be, let's be real, yes. give us like the Ring of Honor one night stand bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Give us like give us like, an annual event where all the old fucks go, go and have their yeah, Ring uh, of Honor. Christopher
0: Daniels. Yeah. Yeah, God, God. Christopher <laughs> Daniels and yeah. Homer Solid tag team. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Low key versus Danielson, you
2: know. Fuck it, you know. But you could actually do a really cool, like all star tag to main event.
0: One of those, yeah, one hundred percent. ECW one not stand, ROH one not stand. Obviously, you'd call it something different to avoid being like you know the honourable
1: stand. There you
0: go. <laughs> nothing to do with stand, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> one night only, you know, like whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that would be a really cool idea. Absolutely. Um, I know you and Ibu spoke about that before as well, Joe. So. Um I mean hopefully it doesn't just fucking fade into irrelevancy even more than it has, you know, hopefully this is where it bottoms out, you know. Um and we don't we don't lose this promotion that we grew to know and love man, you know, it'd be very sad. Um and at this point, like Joe said, we'd even take the the annual event at this point as long as, you know, you give, you give yeah. this brand some respect, baby. I, you man, know?
2: Absolutely. I just, you know, I guess my point is, like, I don't I don't need Ring of Honor to live on just for the sake of it being there. I guess is what I'm saying, you know. It's like I I don't really know if this is even what you would consider Ring of Honor at this point. They're taping alongside the AEW TV show. Yeah. The TV, they have a TV show by the paywall that hasn't even really built much to the pay-per-view itself. I mean, it is what it is. It's just we'll see.
1: Oh, finally, we man, man. This is this isn't my Ring of Honor, man. My Ring of Honor died a long time ago. Aww, I wasn't I wasn't even I was even watching back then. So I mean,
0: that was even funny. <laughs> <more. laughs> when did you
1: start
3: watching Ring of Honor?
0: Three months in uh, 2022. You know, <laughs> 2018,
1: 2019, when I was rediscovering wrestling around wow. the world. <laughs> It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't even that current Ring of Honor. It was me going back and watching Joe Kobashi and then all these old mm. all these old matches. All
2: right. That like it's mid 2010s TV era, which is not the best Ring of Honor of all. But I honestly think I would have just stopped watching Wrestling Orgether without that didn't exist. It pops because mm-hmm. you can tell Tony is a big fan of it too, because he does like some of his creative quirks. Like he'll do weird shit like this book Silas Young. It's like, oh yeah, he for sure yeah. was watching that same show I was. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the Briscoes selling their, like, doing those ads they used to do, those inserts for the show. It was a Probably great time. the
0: best part of the show, to be honest.
2: It was, yeah, because, I mean, even then, that's t- 2015, the take around Ring of Honor was, you know, the house is pretty good, but this ain't nothing compared to what was a decade ago. Like, and it wasn't. It's just, just the way it is, you know. Things change.
0: Even when, even when Ring of Honor has been stinky, the Briscoes were still just... Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that is the other, I mean... It's like the least important part of it because God, it's just such a tragedy in every which way. And the fact that it yeah. fucking hurts Ring of Honor it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. But like, you know, even to that point, like the risk, you know, it's just brutal. It's just fucking, yeah It's the worst. It's absolutely terrible. That was a sad yeah, night on the show. My bad. <laughs> Most, just, I, I just miss. We, we love so, the
0: Briscoes. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, we just love the like, Briscoes. So. What are talking about? This I've already say. made people
2: sad. I'll just commit to like I was watching that collision match last week, and I was just like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: they would be all over this show together. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it just it just made me sad. I just I just miss them dearly. It's like it's again, it's together. I love seeing Mark, and I'm I'm gonna miss him from injury, but it just fucking sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah man, absolutely. It's, even just like the injury to Mark, it's just like, you know, I was still getting, you know, I was still getting my briscoe pop out of Mark, absolutely. Like, you know, like, I, I adored Joe, I adored as a tag team and everything Joe's just said absolutely right. Like, that would have been killing it on Collision, you know, right now. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, that was, that was taken away from us and it's, you know, it's devastating, but, yeah. you know. We can always reminisce on the golden days of Ring of Honor and the Briscoes for better or for worse, through the good times and the bad times that definitely yeah. existed in Ring of Honor. They were always, uh, they were always great, pretty much yes. from day one, mm-hmm. like literally day one. So um, yeah.
3: they were know. Ring of Honor when it comes down to it. Like
0: so, yeah. On that note, I think I'm, uh, I'm actually quite motivated to go watch some, watch the. I'm not like the third ever fucking Ring of Honor show. What's the one when he um, Joe Briscoe versus fuck? What's his name, bro? The Tim For hat guy. Many the. Um, Hooper. Not Manny the <laughs> Hooper, bro. Um, fuck. Thank the, you, bro. In...
3: Thank you. Oh, Brian
0: Kendrick. Brian Kendrick, boom. Yeah, might have to load um, that one up. Brian you know, mm-hmm. Joe Briscoe making him bleed all over the place. Anyway, um. Mm-hmm. Shout-out, Joe Briscoe. loving forever Absolutely. and ever and ever. Um, appreciate everyone who's been watching. Please like, subscribe. Please make sure you like. I know I always bang on. Um, and if you have liked, I apologise. But if you haven't liked, make sure you like on the way out. Um, subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate all the super chats. Please turn on our post notifications. Go subscribe and follow us over on Twitch. We have been killing it over there lately. A lot of watch-alongs, mainly hosted by I O. We're going to try to get some Hallbook content over there. We're going to try to get some Eboo content over there. We're going to try to get Maddie playing Fort Forever over there. We're going to be trying to do all kinds of stuff over there. Yes. Um, so, yeah, follow us. Again, like this video on your way out. It will be much, much appreciated. And finally, if nobody's got any plugs real quick, dot, dot, dot. No, we're good. But that's mm-hmm. us. Um, appreciate you one last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, see you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.